0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode 25 of The One One, your West Australian racing podcast. I'm BJ Ryan, and here is Terry Leighton, the Perth Racing Guru. Hello, Terry.
1: Hello, BJ. Welcome
0: back to my uh, humble abode. Yes, we are back in Terry's studio this morning
2: and joined by our regular guest, Daniel Cripps. Welcome, Cripple. Morning, boys. Thanks for having me back on.
1: It has been a while, hasn't it? Certainly has been. How's your isolation um, been, Cripper? I wanted to ask you, have you been playing much um, Wii Golf during uh, the, uh, the isolation yeah, train or what?
2: My, my Wii Golf game is pretty impressive <laughs> it's at the moment. Gone to another uh, level? Yeah. <laughs> been giving the family a good towel up. And, yep. um, no, isolation's been good. I'm actually getting probably a bit too comfortable at the moment. Been uh, getting up to the family farm to do a bit of seasonal work, but then a lot of surfing and shooting and stuff like that. And the whole family's been up there, so it's been good to spend some time with, with the brothers and mum and dad. And um, yeah, I'm. Uh, definitely
1: yeah pretty comfortable yeah right oh, at least someone's enjoying isolation eh, a badge yeah yeah how, how have you been Traveling guru? Oh, look, I'm uh, battling away. It's too much, too much form. I'm I'm, I'm pretty, um, I'm a bit form heavy at the moment. I was actually meant to be over in New York um, today. Actually, today's the day I was uh, leaving to go and spend uh, an extended period uh, over in uh, over in the states. But obviously, that's um, that's not occurring at the moment. But uh, no, nothing to complain about, mate. The horses are still running. Still plenty of winners to be found. And uh, we're about to move to Belmont as well, which I'm actually quite uh, enthused about. To yeah, be
0: I'm looking forward to the return to Belmont. And speaking about finding winners, mm. Daniel Cripps, oh. you want to tell us about your new service,
2: mate? The dot CrippsRacing.com? Yeah, so I probably wish I was on on the podcast a couple of weeks earlier because it has been, let's say, a tough start to May. But, yeah, so I've been tipping publicly, I guess, for close to a year now, um, but under another umbrella until – I decided it was time to go out and start to build my own brand so as of as of may i've started well yeah rebranding to crips racing and cripsracing.com for those that want to have a look at the website a bit more organized than last time I was on here i've got some got some stats up so i thought yeah other than may hasn't been the ideal ideal month to start but i pretty happy with how the 2020 has gone so far so um yeah just looking at the stats I've had 140 bets on the recommended price which is the average of the top 2 fixed odds prices at the time of bet uh, sort of made 76 uh units profit with a profit on turnover of 38.3% and then you know you, your critics will say well not everyone can get those prices because they can move pretty quickly so that's why I also keep a top tote results spreadsheet and um and that's obviously slightly lower, but yeah, 46 units profit at a profit on turnover of 22.9%. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that, but it got a long way to go this year. So uh, yeah, it's been good.
1: Yeah, those type of numbers are, um, it's
2: over a, uh,
1: how, how long a period would that be? sorry
2: mate? Yeah, so that was 2020 and. Oh, that's 2020 yeah, today. Yeah. So yeah, so, th- those
1: type of numbers, even though it's uh, it's not the huge sample size are just unheard of. So I mean, I, I know of a lot of, different tipping services and, and and tipsters uh out there and i haven't seen anybody that can um sustain that sort of uh success over a period of time so if you ask someone looking to get involved in a service i wouldn't uh i wouldn't be looking um any further i actually was telling daniel the other day i thought he might have been a bit of a flash in the pan when we uh when did we start talking maybe a year ago yeah nine months a year, a year ago i thought he might have been a bit of a flash in the pan bj and uh another that comes in and out of a uh, pretty tough old game but uh i think the big fella might be here to stay and uh, it might be worth uh hitching yourself to his wagon before he uh doubles his prices so which is, uh,
0: which is what we're doing here at the one one yeah <laughs> just yeah just
1: chucking the old hot <laughs> oh, cheese I'm hitching hitching myself to anything at the moment, mate. So, yeah, no, it's uh, definitely uh, worth getting involved in.
0: Yeah, and and Cripper's obviously, uh, for those that don't know, Cripper is the manager of the red hot Kira Yule, one of the informed jockeys in the state, coming off a winning treble at Ascot last Saturday. That must have been a
2: big thrill for, obviously, for her and for you yourself, Cripper. Yeah, definitely. I just said before that the timing wasn't ideal for the tipping, but it's definitely ideal to come on the podcast. A week after, yeah, Kira had her first Saturday treble since 2011. I think she said, and um, yeah, so it's just been unbelievable, right? I started managing her at the start of the season, so August last year, and um, she's gone from strength to strength. And I've always said I, I wasn't in the game back when she had a elite apprentice uh, years, but it's even probably surprised me how good a rider she is. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like I think you said last week, Terry, that you think she's. In the top five riders in the state at the moment and you know all by society punting is my um, primary sort of job and Kira is my second so I'm more of a punter still and I tend to agree with you and she's definitely been a good jockey for me to follow this year and um, we've been getting some good results out of her and yeah and it's good to see her get a chance on resort man as well mm. um, she doesn't uh, she doesn't spruik too many horses but you can just tell she gets she gets a spring in her step when she, whenever you sort of say the name resort man.
1: So
0: mm, yeah, I don't blame her. Like he, uh, he looks like it could be one out of the box resort man. What did you, what did you think of his first up win last Saturday, Terry?
1: Yeah, very impressive. Um, probably just as impressive with the ride. I mean, it looks like quite a, uh, probably a simple ride on the surface. She's uh, had the back of the leader and pushed out, but some jockeys probably because uh, Alan Kennedy on Blazing Billy, uh, I think it was on the outside most. Uh, some jockeys probably would have said, "Oh, you're not letting me out here, okay?" But she said, "No, no, no, we're on a good one here. We're getting out." She made sure she forced her uh, forced her way out, and um, I believe that race rated through the roof as well. So, um, uh, bigger and better things to come for Resort Man, I'd suggest.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's a high quality three year old in the making, um, and just another another winner for the Michael Lanyard. They are just just we've spoken about his stable um, at length on the podcast. Uh, this season, and he's just yeah, what a what a magical magical run he's having, and all his runners are just just competitive, aren't they?
2: So um, yeah, he's absolutely flying at the moment. I've said it on the podcast before. He's just he's such an astute trainer. Like I'll ring him say the fields or the weights come out at three pm, and I'll ring him at three oh five to see what Kira's on. And we, in those five minutes, if he's nominated a horse in two races, he he can tell you nearly every other horse in the race what it's done and um, how good it's gone and you know because he wants to pick and choose what will be the most suitable race for that horse and he's uh yeah he's got a really broad knowledge of understanding about it, not just his own horses but all horses in the WA market
0: yeah yeah and the results speak for themselves he he's uh he's had a season to remember that's for sure so um, it's been a big week in West Australian racing a controversial week uh, this is the West Australian Racing Podcast, we are compelled to talk about the Push and Shapes and Chris Graham situation. Um, he was, uh, there was a inquiry launched into his handling of Push and Shapes at Ascot last Saturday. He's subsequently been, um, been found guilty of um, two charges uh, related to the ride, not giving every reasonable and permissible opportunity to obtain the highest possible uh, finishing position um how do we want to tackle this
1: <laughs> how do we want it that's a very good question who wants to start um i'm going to ask a couple of questions first of all so obviously uh didn't look good wasn't good um it looked absolutely horrible to be honest actually there is no doubt in my mind what's occurred there um, and i'd like to see a very lengthy suspension um, one thing i'd like to address. Before I ask those questions is a few people are saying well surely um this is a uh it was a bit of a missive from the the top up and I'm just asking people why well this is the first question actually why would um because people seem to be implicating the piercers why would the piercers not want to win the horse race explain that to me this is a horse who I don't think he's got too many wins left in him He, he probably does have another win at some stage left in him but he's not going that well there isn't much of a gap between the prize money for these races or the listed races coming in, in coming weeks, I don't even know what they'd be aiming it at because the milers uh, around the same class as Pushing Shapes, I think are probably better horses than Pushing Shapes. I don't think there's anything super suitable where an extra kilo off is going to make the difference. If if they can get a win, they take a win. In my mind, I can't see any reason why um, they would want to pull it up. Is, is there anything in your mind or anything you guys can come up with besides... Um, the fact that they want to get a point off or two points off for something in in future weeks that the piercers wouldn't want to win the horse race.
0: This is the thing that I'm struggling to wrap my head around. I I can't see the motivation from the stable, and I I just can't really see the motivation from the rider either. Um, it's a really really it's just seemed like such a pointless exercise all round um, for for the for the stable. It just doesn't like he's. Fifty to one. He's a good horse, pushing shapes, and that wasn't a very good race last Saturday. So, um, you know, do you reckon it would have won? I think it wins or it, it definitely runs second, but yeah. it could have could have won. Yeah, for sure. Um, it just. It, I'm really struggling to this. We don't. We don't see this very often these days. In um, which is, which is fantastic. My father was a jockey back in the. Wild West days and um, some of the some of the stories that you hear from from the old days, you know, like thank God you know replays weren't accessible and Twitter wasn't around <laughs> because <laughs> it would have been a riot. But um, you can't get away with much these days, and, and and I reckon integrity is just about as good as it it's ever been um, in West Australian racing. Just the fact, just the exposure that it has, and that nothing gets missed um, comparatively. Yeah, I'm just struggling to wrap my head around. What's the motivation for either camps to, for for that ride to occur was there a breakdown in communication between writing ins- instructions did chris graham not want to weigh in um because he was heavy but that doesn't make any sense because it was a it was a top weight i don't know I'm, I, I'm i'm struggling to to piece it all together um i've spoken to a lot of people about it right. obviously the stewards Have done their inquiries they've done their questioning and they've charged him they found him guilty and he'd be awaiting penalty um later either today or tomorrow i think it is and it comes hot on the heels of what happened in queensland with bailey northdorf i think his name is or nufdorf who um he was charged with a similar offense uh, a week or two ago what price was that one Uh, uh the one in queensland he was so this this is a bit of a different situation he was $4 out to $8 something like that and the stablemate won, Um and he got a three-month suspension he's a leading apprentice in Queensland he's got he's got found guilty of a similar charge and he's got three-month suspension so as far as Chris Graham goes it's it's that looks like a sort of similar starting point I would have thought
2: as far as suspension is concerned what what are your thoughts gripper yeah I don't have a really strong opinion on it um, you know more about ratings points than what I do and I've a few people have said to me that they thought you know they might be trying to drop ratings points to potentially get into an easier race down the track where they can maybe set him up for one more win but I'm not really across that sort of stuff so yeah I'm just as bewildered as what you guys are I think Mm -hmm. Uh, there doesn't seem to be much logic in it at all but when you guys said this morning that it was just interesting that the winner was heavily supported I'm not sure if there's an angle there, but yeah, I don't have a lot to say about it. To be honest, yeah,
0: it's not a good look for WA Racing, though, is it? When the 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 winner is heavily heavily backed, um, sort of nine year old coming from Geraldton, you know, um, wins big late money, and yeah. there's a, and there's a horse that's been found to been not been ridden on its merits in the same race. For me, I feel like they're probably two separate incidences, but you, you'd be forgiving for for wondering what the hell is going on if you were a racing W racing observer um, considering the, the set of circumstances but um I, I did say that I was I did feel sorry for for Chris Graham um, he's, he's been a big pile on um, on on uh, social media he's facing a lengthy suspension I just just hope that it that it wasn't all for the sake of rating points that that, that would be kind of sad I would have thought um, he'd be feeling pretty pretty sorry for himself at the moment um, however, it wasn't a great look for West Australian racing. The stewards had to act; they have acted, and there's, um, you know, there's been consequences for for Chris Graham's decision. Ultimately, it was it was his his ride, his actions that have landed. A, in.
1: Uh, Cameron Bancroft, David Warner situation. Is yeah, that, is that
0: you got to take responsibility for your own actions, and there's there's consequences that okay, come. Every, everyone's talking
1: thing. like it was potentially not just his. Uh, decision it might have just been his decision this might have been him alone we, we don't know for sure I, yeah. I don't like how there's connotations being put elsewhere and there's being blame and I mean there's a lot of this has been that's what social media does though it loves to to look to pass blame elsewhere I don't think that's the um, the right thing to do I mean but my second question which I never got to ask before sorry I started looking at odds that were coming out was um, was uh, if you what has Chris Graham got to gain from it so I'm presuming it was trading it. I don't actually – I didn't actually look. 40 40s, to 1 yeah. type thing, so place 7, 8 to 1. So let's presume – because of that price, there's no, there's no money to be made laying the win at 40 to 1. Let's presume they've laid the place. They're going to struggle to get off a few thousand. I mean, someone's going to have to have 30 40,000 in their Betfair account to make $5,000. Does that make sense? Because you have to have the money in there to pay out the bet. So I don't know. I can't see any other way. Is there a company that I don't know of that does head-to-head bets potentially? Um, yeah. I mean, Pin Sun was the heavily supported runner which won the race, but – if you're, I better make sure I say this correctly. If you're looking at setting something up with a horse, and I, there was, I just still can't understand how that strong money came for Pinson and it won like that. A horse that uh, it's nearly ten years old, had never been up to the mile, uh, or had never performed really well past fourteen hundred. Last start was at twelve hundred. It was flying in Jelton. Don't get me wrong; it always goes well in town. Um, I I said, yeah, I would have given it a big chance at fourteen hundred, but step up to the mile. Anyway, um, why would you need to get Chris Graham involved on a forty-dollar pop on a sting? To me, that makes no sense. It would be um, sorry, Megazone. Megazone, was, yeah, yeah. Megazone would be the the runner, and Alan Kennedy gave that every chance. It just yep. just didn't let down. So oh, I don't know, mate. I, I can't see. Yeah, just I'd like to know why. Mm. Um, more than anything, it, it's very hard to sort of uh, attribute a reason to that. But anyway, shall we move on? Yeah,
0: yeah. We, I think we should move on. I think it's been it's been done um, to death. Done to death. Um, uh, integrity is of the of the utmost importance um especially from a wagering point of view um the stewards need to make sure that they are taking action that people have confidence investing in in racing in west australian racing and um it wasn't a great day last saturday for for the game but um it happens and we need to move on and uh i guess move on to something more positive and that's um roma cup day this saturday so um we're recording at uh 11 23 a.m on thursday may 14 from a racing calendar point of view we have our first belmont meeting this afternoon mm. albany is racing tomorrow which is friday um as i said it's uh roma cup on um at ascot on saturday which we're about to dive in and preview and we finish the weekend with a Kalgoorlie meeting on sunday
1: not not a very uh Big Kalgoorlie meeting, Vijay. I think there's six races and probably about 12 horses over the entirety of the uh, six races. And 97% of them are trained by uh, P. Fernie. So, yeah, yeah tough old uh, gig over there in uh, Kalgoorlie. Try and get some of your horses across and, um, yeah. Yeah. Bloody hell! six races
0: maybe the lifting of the restrictions soon will allow mm. uh, horses to to come back into the goldfields market but mm-hmm. um, anyway the um, the goldfield season continues to roll on uh, at um, th- this this Sunday so um, good luck to everyone out there now we have to thank our fantastic sponsors the Mundaring Hotel and Market City mates Mundaring Hotel has been the heart of the hills since 1899 Located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. So, good news for well, some good news anyway for for Ian O'Connor and and his team up there in the Mundaring. As of next week, uh, they're going to be allowed to um, admit twenty people into the pub, night times only. So that's a start. Some of the, as I said before, some of the restrictions are are, are starting to be eased and um, on the hospitality. Industry and um, up at the Mundaring, they'll be having 20 people at a time, night times only, as uh, starting from next week. Um, but their takeaway and delivery service is still operational. So if you want more information, jump on to themundaringhotel.com.au or their Facebook page, or give in Butchie O'Connor a call and please support our fantastic sponsor moving forward. And of course, Market City Meats—they are the largest retail butcher shop in Perth. Located at the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Drop in and say good day to Timmy Hewitt. He'll look after you. Him and his team will do. Um, so Market City Meets they sponsor our extremely popular Get Out stakes competition. Last week, we declared dual winners of the Get Out. Um, Nathan Bennett and David Knott, they both found that's funny as on top. Very well done, gents. Yeah. Yeah. Um, good find. Um, good training performance that too from uh, Dion Luciani well done to everyone Dion's uh,
1: training very well at the moment most of his horses are running um, well um, above their SP rated profile so um, yeah trainer to follow at the minute Dion. absolutely
0: so we'll run through the finer details of the get out stakes competition before we preview race 9 Terry and Cripper. so finally if you would like to read the Guru's stuff jump on to the Betfair hub betfair.com.au you can read his in-depth analysis and his betting strategies. And my pre-markets preview, The Leg Up, was, uh, was launched at 7 a.m. this morning. Uh, check it out on the bestbets.com.au website as well as ozrace.com.au. Now, it's time that we start ramaging through Roma Cup Day
1: on Saturday. Question, creeper, is ramaging a word? I don't know. I uh, think it might be rummaging. Rummaging. I, mean, I think it might be rummaging. <laughs> <laughs> rummaging. Got I've got him early. Rummaging. All right, aye. That's our first winner for the day. <laughs> it's going to be a big day. First for the month. Yeah, first for the month. It's actually first for the year, to be honest. Uh, okay. Rummaging. Rummaging. a And we're going to ask, uh, usually I'll, I'll try and tell you how I think the track's going to play, but I'm um, I'm absolutely uh, done with the Ascot track at the moment. So, Kripa, talk us through how it's going to play on Saturday.
2: Pretty confident that it will play on pace it's uh southeasterly winds rails at four meters and you might be on the saint terry with these sort of more worn out or older tracks making it tough for horses to really sprint from the back half of the field i reckon the last few weeks even when the wind's been favoring those that should be racing with cover we've still been seeing on pace tracks. so when you get a day where the weather is gonna suit on pace and you've got a track that's been suiting on pace for the last few weeks. So there's no reason to change my uh yep. theory there. Yeah, very yeah, much so on pace for me. It seems yeah.
1: to me, and this is something which isn't very quantifiable, and I'm probably just going mad and looking for little uh things that aren't there. But um I think there's certain parts of a worn track. You gotta remember we've got um what was a horseway? Half a ton? Yeah, yeah, yeah like so, you've got these horses running on this track consistently twice a week um, for seven months. It's been a pretty long, old ascot season. I just think there's parts of the track that aren't as good. There's not. It's not. That's not a go at the cura. It's not a go at anybody. I just think there's certain spots on the servers that maybe aren't as good, and, and, and it's just affecting a horse's performance because there is so much. There's a real lack of uh, continuity about performances at the moment. Um, so I don't know. That's just a yeah a theory. Amusing that I have definitely AJ. some lanes at play. I yeah. Mean, even Uh, not just lanes it's sort of little areas it's it's i don't know it's it's a very hard thing well it's impossible to quantify recently
0: recently um some of the horses that i've been on have landed exactly where i wanted them Mm -hmm. to be they've been poised to strike on straightening and they just there's just nothing there they just and um, you know that might just be that they haven't turned up on the day and um which is more than likely the case but it just it just feels like there's just the results lately have have been a bit bit all over the shop, I, I feel. So if you've been winning lately, then yeah, hats off to you. Yeah, yeah,
1: you're doing a good job. Good time to find some value. It's just the, the race we were talking about just before we um, just off air was the um, Tycoon Legend. Um reach won the race. I actually spoke to Chris Blackwell during the week. He tipped it, um, as I mentioned a few weeks ago. He does find quite a few at a big price. He and sure uh, does. Yeah. I had uh, to ask him, how did you find that one, Chris? And uh, he ran me through it, and it was a very uh, – yeah, I won't uh, give away his um, – his secrets and what he looked for but uh, it was a very uh, well thought out answer it was basically looking for the value as well in that type of sense but um i mean we at the top of the straight tycoon legend was going to win that by lengths like it was just going to walk past them and in the end a horse reaction at 20 million to 1 has ended up making um, Tycoon Legend look like it was standing still. And the other horse I backed in that race is Orange drew It was 20s into eight. Um, it got the rail where it was red hot, got the perfect gun through. Top of the straight, I said, here we go. I've got the Cornello It's just a matter of how much I win. And they've both uh, taken two strides and said, nah, not interested in being in this race. So, Well, yeah. similar
0: similar situation was the Megazone race. Like it was uh-huh. it was it had the, the right run, Alan Kennedy had a ready to go and miracle man was able to come from behind it and get past it later and it was just
1: yeah there's
2: just some head scratches really there
1: was some there was some head scratching yeah there's a bit of dandruff on the table <laughs> after that race i'll tell you what
2: <laughs> i reckon even watching the races yesterday when they're running down the back straight you can just see the amount of dirt that's getting mm-hmm. flicked up behind the field like the track it's
1: just it's had enough
2: and mm-hmm. i reckon but the It'd
1: be like the punters <laughs> better <on Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Uh, Ascot this season. I think they've had a great year with the. I agree. Yeah, I uh, agree. I much agree. better than last year. Last yep. year especially it was, I think, February, March, any time the rail was out, there was this horrible swoop of bias. I don't reckon it's been as bad this year. I agree. So
1: It's changed as the season one on early season. There was a big sweep of bias midweek, and I loved that. I Absolutely. That was probably my favourite part of the season. But as it's gone on, um, it's definitely played. I don't think there's been an off-pace meet for months at Ascot. Exactly. Yeah, well, but what a, track,
0: what a track, though, to cop what it cops mm-hmm. week in, week out. And, yeah, yeah. You have to sort of take your hat off to Chris Nation and and his team, and from all reports, Belmont is mint. So the jockeys that I've spoken to are thrilled with 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 the Belmont track and the work that's been done there, and yeah, looking forward to to a a perfect pad this afternoon. And when I think uh, next Saturday, I think is the first Metropolitan meeting. So um, looking forward to that. All right, let's go, gents. All right, race one is the gourmet takeaway plate for the two-year-olds over. Eleven hundred meters, Crippa um, I know that you're not a
2: huge juvenile player. Is that right? Yep, that's right. I'll be shouldering arms to this race and letting it go straight through to Timpane. Okay, so it does look. It does look,
0: um, and the market has has sort of agreed that it does look a clash between Sassy Trader. And kiss on all four cheeks. um, Both last start winners and the um, the natural third selection is quite an interesting runner. Debutant from the Simon A. Miller stable and a half sister to um, that stable's quality race mare Flower of War. That is number seven, Crown of Flowers, with Chloe party on board. Yeah, for me, it does look um, a match race, um, racing two between Sassy Trader, kiss on all four cheeks. I imagine Sassy Trader will be well found by the market due to the map. What, uh, what price
1: is Sassy Trader to be uh, scratched at the gates?
0: <laughs> well, that's that's another thing that we probably needed to discuss in our racing narrative chat. Hasn't that just been an
1: absolute spin out, the, the late scratchings lately? The cases have been copping it uh, harder than most with at Eddy at fourteen, And early, uh, early quaddy players, I saw a friend of the podcast, Pistol Pete McCormick's tweet about all oh, the early quaddies out the window. I wouldn't have and I said, yeah, you, you and about a million other people, Pete. Yeah. So, um Never, yeah. never again, I think he was. was Hashtag with, never again. I was a little greeny at that <laughs> he stage. he definitely be having an early quality this week, no <laughs> doubt. Oh, 100%. I was with a, um, a mate of mine who's a, uh, a professional sports punter, and he, um, he said that is the perfect time when you see something like that can be withdrawn um from the machines to about the place of the other runners because there's a max deduction with certain companies at 33 uh 33 cents and obviously it should be far higher than that so very interesting one yeah. um that's something i need to look a bit further into a bit cheeky though isn't it but uh yes no let's hope they all go around here bj yeah
0: yeah so what have we had we've had uh kelvin laver rod chelton Eddie. Eddie, all in the i think i might be missing one all in the last um two weeks but mm-hmm. um so yeah maybe there should be a Market frame for whether Sassy Trader will get mm. scratched at the gates or not. But regardless, looks Sassy Trader should find um, it landed outside leader. Uh, when it won two weeks ago looks like it's probably going to land similar position again it's going to have a bad bit-
1: form race I reckon. you reckon yeah Zanjief went like absolute dogs balls yesterday and um, and Tiger move had the run just gu- gun run just behind it on mm. a rail heavy track so I'm not, not giving it a complete knock but um, I, I think sassy trader's got to be a risk and I think kiss on all four cheeks will probably get caught deep from nine as well not super quick there's other speed in the race so mm. <sighs> don't know uh, where are you looking I'm thinking three wide line will form yeah, uh, job- it's hard to win a race over 1100 two-year-old Easterly, three-wide line does look smart though. Yeah, it? yeah, and I reckon she has raced outside
0: leader both 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 runs this prep. Um, would love to see how well she lets down with a with a smother, and I think we'll get that opportunity tomorrow. Look, from a tipping point, I'm yeah, you know, I'm not bullish at all from a tipping point of view. I think uh, kissing all four cheeks can win I think she's a um, well above average Philly Chassis Trader the obvious hardest to beat crown of flowers will run well on debut I think one of those three will be winning Uh, lean towards kiss on all four cheeks for Dan Morton and Chris Barnum
1: very good. Nothing uh, nothing major for me. I actually backed Naughty Thoughties on Wednesday at 80 to 1. Mm. And uh, obviously it was scratched to run here. Um, it's only 15 to 1. Very hard to come at a horse arguably up in grade and <laughs> at a quarter of the price that you took a few days earlier. But I uh, thought his trials were nice. And yeah. um, the Lou Luciani and Dion Luciani little 400 metre trials into, into, race, uh, into races tends to go all right. So, look, at a price we'll have something small each way on um, Naughty Thoughties. Yeah,
0: Russell Stewart um, adapted some of the uh, Luciani training philosophy yesterday with... um, Shantalk. Shantalk, 400-meter trial winner, straight into a race, outside leader, job done, double... Training double for Russell Stewart. As well, well. a bit of
1: a, I found that a bit of a pointer that McGrady wasn't riding for uh, for Stephen Wolf in that race, so he'd clearly had a little bit of an opinion. Um, Wolfie's runner was a really good run. Yeah, little, Rock hard over, Yeah, yeah, yeah. went um, good. But yeah, no, it was clear that they had an opinion. So well done to the to the crew. Good, good to see uh, one of the battlers get a winning
0: double at Ascot yesterday, and Russell Stewart. So um, good result. Moving on, race two on Roma Cup Day is the Perth Racing at home handicap thousand meter contest for the three-year-olds Cripper, you want
2: to take the lead on this one yeah i'll start with this one uh not the most exciting race because amelia's Contreras has gone up a dollar 80 and uh just looks so suited for it so we've got you know there's going to be heaps of speed uh kira's going to be going forward and we've got dreams she said it's one of the fastest horses out of the gate she's sat on lording's going to go forward brum's going to go forward and the Interesting one is due West ridden back last start, but the day it won, it's it won two races in a row, and the day it won, it's second of those two races. It actually pinged the lid, so mm. from the inside gate underneath all of those speed horses, if Joey wants to go forward, he's got that option too. So they're going to fly, and I think it just sets it up for Pie here to sit just off him, and uh, I can't really see him getting beaten from there, but. I marked it $2, it's gone up $1.80, so definitely don't want to bet
1: around him. But uh, yeah, I can't take, yeah, can't take $1.80 either. It's thin, isn't it? It's got a very much a Miss Kentucky feel midweek. Um, Two horses uh, from the same yard, same ownership group. same owners, uh, on the rise together. But I'm pretty much with you there. Uh, should be landing just behind the speed. The worry is, I mean, the worry is that if Kyra can cross and we've got dreams, um, find the rail. And then a horse like Marachino kicks up underneath. Emilius Contreras ends up three back on a track difficult to make ground. But um, no, I'm with you. Should be winning. I've marked uh, her eighty i I've got we've got dreams, 5 bucks. Lording improves if finding the outside of the lead. Mm. Um, that is if Jew West doesn't kick up. But uh all things being equal, should be winning, but not a bet at the price. What about Vrom? Yeah, Vrom.
0: I thought Vrom was the leader.
1: Uh potentially, potentially. I, I just think um, it's a mad pulling thing, and it? it's just, just bit stiff first start when the riderless horse <laughs> pushed it off the uh, push it off the track. Did did clear out um, in a recent trial? Beat Skydance, who won yesterday, so that mm. looks okay on paper. But yeah, that's also uh, a possibility. It Wasn't going to lead a maiden though um i know it jumped from a wide gate um but he didn't look like he was going to get across and lead that race so that's the only reason i thought that a couple of the horses with a bit more race experience um might be a little bit quicker than it uh than him early but yeah very very much um could be the case but uh yeah it does all look set up for ac
2: yeah i think joey as a party's is the key here but he, mm. like, if he takes a sit, then kira and the likes will probably get across but if he wants to lead then yeah, they could be going really hard up front so mm. the first hundred meters will be intriguing
0: mm-hmm. yeah well, we did see a bit of um bit of that midweek at Ascot yesterday with lots of people intent on on leadings which, which threw a few of uh, threw a few experts uh, well-laid plans out the window um, but uh, so yeah it's, it's a speed battle was everything in this race but this is just going to be typical Pike he's just gonna camp off them, watch it all unfold. Amelia's Contrary is a completely different horse with cover as we've yep. as we've seen recently. Let down that that closing speed carrying 59 kilos last start was significant. Only goes only rises the kilo if it, I wrote in my preview if it, if it lets down as well as it did the other day it'll
1: just win again. So, yep, exactly yep. right. Should be winning and uh look, maybe if we can shop it uh, over double money late we um look at getting involved eh?
2: Yeah, Yeah, wouldn't need much more than two yep. bucks. Otherwise, if I don't have a bet, I'll be cheering for Kira.
1: Exactly. So we all will. Yeah, exactly. So but we all Hashtag Team Kira. The people's job. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, yeah the people's <laughs> <job>. The podcast
2: <laughs> job. <jock>.
0: yeah. <laughs> the people's horse. Have we got an update? The, the listeners will want to know, too. How's, how's he dig deep? Is he, is he yeah, okay? What's, look, the, what's the prognosis?
1: Three months. Not that it was going to be three to six. We're pretty confident three months back in work and um, winning black tie by uh, by October, I'd be saying. BJ? Winter bottoms stakes. Futures. Oh, you'd think so. Yeah, you'd think that would make sense. Yeah, it should be pretty hard to beat in the winter bottom. Anything over three or four to one, probably get on early, take the all in. So <laughs> <laughs> just push. Uh,
0: good stuff. Race three um, the Tap Touch West Speed Platinum Handicap 1400 meter contest. This feels like a bit of a
1: PRG, Perth Racing Guru kind of race? <laughs> I love when you say that. you always just throwing me under the bus. There hasn't been a PRG race for about six months. Uh, look, I do like how this race is uh, is set up, and there's a couple of runners I wanted to discuss. Um One of yours, Crip. last start, you were on Big Zephyr Big Big. I don't know what size it is. I don't know why I called it big and it's a girl, so I don't think she'd be too happy if I called her big. But Zephyr Queen (laughs) last start um, was taken on by something or other, ended up with a sit, looked gone on the bend, looked absolute shot duck on the bend, came again, ran a really good last 200 split, Um, found the line. Very weird run, basically. It was a very unique um, type of performance. I think she'll be sharpened up by the fact that blinkers are going on here. She's second up at the 1,400 metres. I'm expecting her to cross and probably lead to this field. Mm. Um, I think out in front, Easterly, nice hot rail. I think she'll be pretty hard to get past if that is the case. Um, The other runner I wanted to have a quick uh, discussion about is a horse that's laying in badly. Reckon, I honestly believe it could have won its last two. Um, if it was a bit uh, truer as a racehorse, as uh, Bruce Almighty uh, would have beaten Blazing Billy and Michelle Mabelle two starts back at Pinjarra, but Christy just couldn't get um, him going straight. Just couldn't not could not get him going straight. Last up again, sat outside Stella Door, and um, at key moments with the sixty-two kilos as well, um, Chris Parnham just couldn't get him going straight. I think the plan here will be not to leave the rail, use the rail um, as his guide, like they did with Navy Blue back in the day, a horse that used to lay in a lot worse than he does these days. couple of times, they'd use that rail. Uh, Chorus Boy is another, I remember. Um, they use the rail as sort of a guide for those horses that lay in and allow them to race truly and um, and hit top speed. My worry is that Zephyr Queen isn't a big layer. went back through um, a lot of Zephyr Queen's old runs, looking for it to lay off in a wrinkly type manner and give us that gap on the fence and um, Bob's your uncle, but it doesn't seem to do that. So Chris might need some luck there to get past Zephyr Queen if he doesn't want to leave the fence. Um, but I think those last two performances could well be W's if um, if the horse raced a little truer. So um, I'm going to look to play around those two, the leader and the leader's back on a pretty, um, what I'm expecting to be a pretty hot rail, especially early in the day. And you're yeah, talking around 7 to 1 and 10 to 1, 9 to 1, 8 to 1, something like that at the minute. Not sure how this market goes. Snippy Miss is currently $3.50 and that's probably the, the biggest unders of the day. I think a few of us would agree on him. Jaguar Grey um, is a horse on the rise, but it's always difficult to go maiden to, to this type of grade and, and succeed. But um, definitely capable, but something small for me, Zephyr and Bruce Almighty, guys. Yeah, I'm probably
2: uh, it's good to hear you say that because I when doing the race, I knew it was going to be tough and I've marked him $5 a field, but I ended up with Bruce Almighty on top. I actually felt... Almost a bit dirty. Yeah, having <laughs> had a him shower top. afterwards, had a, yeah, had a good yeah. scrub. I, he's been one of my Twitter lays before, mm. so I didn't think he's much of a horse. But yeah, you,
1: that was the day that Keshaw was on him, though, wasn't yeah, it? Well, yeah. His partner wasn't on, but you could say he was, do he do run run for uh, Keshaw, <laughs> yeah, did he? he? Probably was actually a good thing. To beat that day as well. <laughs> so yeah, he was.
2: But uh, you know, I'm a data man, and two of his last oh, yeah. three uh, figures are, are really high, uh, more than than enough to win this race. So yeah, Barry won. Parnham, he had to go on top by default nearly. And then the other one, like you mentioned, Zephyr Queen, I was quite keen on her at around double figures first up. And then at the 500, like she was just going so bad. I was like, jeez, you might have mm. even broken down here. Like She was going to get She looked like she was shot, didn't 30 she? 30 legs last.
1: I thought you might have been in the crowd with the sniper <laughs> rifles, Griffin, just chucking it the back actually, on?
2: I had a two-horse play, and I, so I started watching Want to Be Good, who ended up finishing runner-up. And I actually didn't realise how close Zephyr what Queen. What price Want to Be Good did you have that day? Not as much as you. (laughs) That was was painful. Actually, and admittedly, had to take the unders because I
1: had double figures. Started two sixty. That was a good go, wasn't it? And and racing hates me at the
2: moment. Zephyr Queen to run fifth that day. I just don't know how that happened Mm. Um, because I was. I started to wonder whether she's lost her zest for racing because her last two runs from a previous preparation were poor as well. Thought the trial was okay, so really not sure what to make of her at the moment. Um, Her. If she brings her best, she has this lot covered quite comfortably. But I just she's above my price. I'm just not sure yet. What I'm, have you got her? Five fifty.
1: I got her six fifty.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um, and then yeah, like you said, Snippy Miss has to be huge unders. He's probably got the best form going to this race, but turning into a bit of a non-winner lacks that killer blow. And it's going to be last and, and matched poorly. Yeah. And Jaguar Gray, even though he fin- she finally broke her maiden, I actually think she. Isn't going as good this prep as what she was in her first couple of runs. Um, so, But she's broken the duck now, so um, she needs to step up to the plate again and uh, improve a couple of lengths to be competitive in a race like this. So couldn't have marked her favourite either. But I think they're the uh, four main chances. Uh, a horse like Stella Rand could... Dorf. Bob up, up, Melbourne Cup day last year. Gee whiz, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah gee whiz. Stelmack tra-
0: uh, double that day too. Yeah. Bon was um, well. Lisa Stables double yeah. too, I think so. Bonsignor. Yeah.
2: and uh, Pink and Grey's been going okay too, but what about was, the Toppy? A bit of a tough yeah, was. that's what I was. I thought you might ask. have the Toppy
1: up there as a data horse. Come up above my price. Old Kakadu been yeah. pretty stiff at its last two. Can posy up not too far from them, but um, don't know whether it's best this campaign is maybe uh, one um, is maybe behind it potentially.
2: Yeah, I, I didn't have it today. Okay,
1: BJ? I landed
0: on Jaguar Grey. I yeah, she was just about the best filly going, uh, best maiden going around in WA until she cracked it last start. Ran into a pretty fair one, Lavina. First up, went good. I like the fact the other day that Sean O'Donnell was able to bounce her out, find the rail, um, showed gate speed, and then um, let down um, well enough to win. Didn't didn't beat a lot, obviously, and aided by a cutaway rail three-year-old filly with plenty of potential i think a lot of these horses are sort of you know where they're at this horse has the the upside i think to to measure up in this this grade and and beyond the gates but it showed last saturday suggests to me that she can she can settle forward first four or five in transit um yeah i don't know three-year-old filly three-year-olds are really um Really taking it to the older horses at the moment, late mm. late in the season. Just think, she's she's a horse on the way up, and I think she can, um, from a talent point of view, she can she can get the job done. I think Kakadu she had good will, gate speed last start too, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, So yeah. she doesn't have to be too far back. Yeah, and uh, Kakadu, I think, can improve. Um, Snippy Miss Maps Rearwood's going to be very hard, but gee, she, she's racing well. What um, price
1: Snippy Miss in your book, Crip? I had eight bucks. I've got it eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah, 18. I am. Yeah, opinionated as we. That often. might be.
2: Um, I've been a bit quiet on the Twitter laser of recent, but uh got back on on the board yesterday, we put one up. Yeah. Uh, not, yep. not much got taken, but nah. victory shot. Uh, I think I put up 420, traded – actually traded a lot shorter than what I thought. I was expecting to trade double figures.
1: Yeah. Well, um, what did we? Uh, we were discussing it the day before. I thought it would probably go off uh, – we'll end up around that double yeah. digit mark. But there looks to be a couple on this card. I reckon we can yeah. um, sink oh, our yeah. teeth I'm into. I'm going to get back on the Twitter yeah. lays. They're good fun. They Even are. if you
2: don't get your bet taken or – you don't make any money. I just like the Twitter interaction, and it's good yeah. to have an opinion, isn't it? Yeah, it's good to put get it, off the fence, put your balls on the line. Yeah, exactly so. right. So, what, are you, what were you thinking, This race. Uh, snippy Miss, oh. I think is a is a pretty good lay. Like 100%. I probably was a bit harsh on Jaguar. Should Gray. we take He's, each other
1: on? Someone puts yeah. up four sixty, I'll put up five. You put up five forty. Could be a bidding yeah, war. There could yeah, be. Wall. Yeah, people could end up with fifty to one because we're that egotistical. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like you said, Jagger Grey does have the upside, so she. I definitely wouldn't be a lay for mine. Although I marked it longer than the current price, but yeah, Snippy Miss, I'm. I'm gonna find it tough to see how to see how she wins.
0: Yeah, yeah, cool. And I, I can see exactly where you fellas are coming from with with the blinkers going on. Uh, likely there's Zephyr Queen second up, Jimmy Taylor, Chloe has a party straight to the front. Always, uh, always a good mix, isn't it? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Terry's explained his his play. Uh, Zephyr Queen and Bruce Almighty, Cripper on a similar page. And um, I'm thinking maybe the up-and-coming three or Jaguar Grey can get the job done. Race four, the Key Clean Handicap, 1,000-metre special conditions race. And it's uh, Miss Frost. Mm. Boom Mare, whose bubble well and truly burst last start, went going down $1. forty. Can she make... Um, can her, Luke Fernie and William Pike make amends on Saturday?
1: I'll tell you what, we're talking about Lays. There's fifty cents between Miss Frost and Mood Swings. you've got to be uh you got to be So what's the it. current price? Two dollars uh two dollars thirty, two dollars forty. It was two dollars sixty, Miss Frost, a second ago. Um and two dollars eighty best. A lot of places two seventy, it looks like wow. here. Mood swings. Um fair few odds are up, so that's a pretty reliable um look across the board. But um it rated very well Mood Swings last victory, didn't it, Crip?
2: Yeah, so it didn't beat anything, but it's uh, the data that it produced from that run was really high. So I've I had it marked short in my market. I expected to see closer double figures. To be honest, I can't believe this price. It was one of those ones where I thought I had marked it five dollars. I thought there might be I don't know nine or ten dollars, yeah, yeah something no. like that. And you might be able to have sort of like a place heavy bet or something. But Jesus Christ, two dollars eighty, uh, especially with Parnham going off. Good luck to, and it's actually sports bet. I like can three dollars ten. It's into two eighty. So good luck to whoever's taken. Is it's it, almost if they've, they've had been, something it's nice, they, if they've, yeah. been, they've been waiting.
0: Yeah, and that, yeah. regardless of price, we were going to attack.
2: Yeah. So might yeah maybe I will
1: be busy on the Ooh, lay front until you this what.
2: week because I just can't justify mood swings. How are we going
1: to decide who lays what?
2: Yeah, we we'll have
1: to uh, team just, up. Yeah, we'll offer big we'll offer a big liability. Him, yeah, oh, we'll just team up. We'll chuck them in. Yeah, I don't mind that. Um, yeah, look, difficult to uh, to see. Then again, everything I've knocked recently has ran absolute bolters. So um, at the moment, I'd be well, having Condor, something. Condor Heroes is in later. We'll I'd be having, on, uh, be having something. I don't think I can lose. It would be having something on the uh, Sniffy Miss Mood Swings double at the moment. But, uh, look, good luck to Luke Fernie regardless of the result here with Miss Frost. I'm, I'm expecting, and I haven't spoke to Luke, but I'm expecting that um, he'll be mostly keen. He'll want to win the race, and he definitely can win the race. So I think he'll be mostly keen to see her get around safely and um, show that she hasn't taken any ill-effects mentally from the last start. She obviously had the tooth knocked out. Complete forgive run, and we can forgive that run. Um, what she was speared as well in the run, Like she, nothing went right for her there, but um, can 100% forgive that run. But I think from barrier eight, the plan will probably be to to just let her flop out, yeah, find on. a line, get her wider, just let her have a nice run. He'll wanna be he he's not gonna not be trying to win the race and he will I still think she's very, very likely to win the horse race. Um but I think they'll want to get her around and make um to see some of that uh the dynamic sprint that we saw um we first saw up, with her yeah. first up. So I just do think she might be a little bit of a risk. I've marked her two sixty, so I, I still think she's a deserved favourite, um, and she's the one the money should head towards. But just with the mental scales from last start, potentially um, where she gets in the map, the easterly and play over a thousand. Very hard to come from last over a thousand unless you get in the right map. No matter how good you are, uh, I think she just has to be some type of little risk. So for me, uh, at the current prices, a little play crammed and back to the thousand Jade on, if finding the top. Um, I've marked Cramden seven to one, so it was fifteen now twelve. Little play, but the one I like. And I know that uh, I don't think you guys will like it all. Progressive runner, Matt, just to sit behind him, is Indigo Wild. Thought its run last start was better than Miss Kentucky. Um, Mitch worked to find the outside of Rock the Planet. Miss Kentucky had the back of it, got past it, cleared out from third. Thought it was quite, uh, quite a nice run. It's one for one with Joey on board. I've marked uh, Indigo Wild uh, about $4.50, so the $7 is enough for that to be my major play in the race. Fellas, only other runners I wanted to discuss was Arafura, Driftstar. Both go extremely well fresh. Driftstar goes extremely well, sorry, not fresh, uh, in its trial. Very interesting they haven't trialed whether we see that trial performance here, but either way it's still not mapped um, to even find the top. So
2: Yeah, I had, uh, I can't, I'm had. i not with you on Indigo Wild. Had that close to 20 to 1. We're
1: going to do some business. There you go, yeah.
2: Yeah, um, we're we yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, Frost, 280. Mood Swings, five bucks. Cramden, I agree with you, had 7 to 1 as well. Mm-hmm. Uh could that's yeah, probably if I had to play in the race. Uh, it's not a horse that if it went up nines, no I'd be on, but if it's sort of the 12s to 15s around, could have Cramden? Yeah. yeah. I think didn't get the 12 of 100 last, uh, what was it 1100? 12, The 12, Key yeah.
1: in the stewards report as well, uh, cast a plate, I'm pretty sure. So, how much are these little things take out of them, we, we can't be sure. So, I think that's a pretty key little note in the stewards report yep. there as well.
2: And then, yeah, Arafira was my fourth pick at 10 bucks, but. Bar plates do go on. You're
1: getting so twenty. You're getting twenty to one. Twenty to one. Well, there yeah, you go. Can find out. Yeah. So it does go well. Fresh. That's okay. That's uh,
2: okay. I couldn't have drift star
1: purely. The drift star comment was purely on the fact that if you go back through all of its trials, because there's one trial and it races first up, um, all of its trials have been its best run. But I think it is a trialer though. I think it's a little tease horse, and even from eleven, it's very unlikely to find the top, which it would need to do to win. They might even ride it cold. I don't know what they're going to do with drift star. So um, yeah, no, just uh, indigo wild for me, Bj.
0: Yeah. So Mood Swing's trials were really, really good and, and but it was written cold in his trials, but mm. then on race day they just bounced him out and set him outside leader and he just he just On a day you needed to be forward, so it d- just took took care of business and it was a confident ride and and uh, obviously they knew what they had at their disposal. It was it was a it was a pretty strong maiden victory. So I can I can see why he um is being found by the market I don't know about a bit with cripper there. I think it's bit it's pretty thin and and Terry as well but um, but maybe a few people know a bit more about it than than what we do um but yeah it's 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 smart I'm just interested to know why it didn't go to the three- year-old thousand as well uh, they've well, they've opted to go for maybe, unless it was nominated they didn't get the draw they wanted or something like that but as you
1: said, the three-year-olds are dominating the um the older horses, so mm. maybe that could have been a thought process as well.
0: Yeah, regardless, it's it's yeah you know, the market is strongly suggesting that it's a serious player in this race. For me, I think that William Pike and Luke Fernie would have uh, would have learned a lot um, from the uh, from that experience last start with the misfrost situation. The Wizard is the right man for the job to for the, the for reprogramming uh, for this horse. I think it's going to be a really Cold ride from from the draw. Um, just keep her out of trouble, away from other horses. Let her balance up and go through her gears. You know, like if if she's if she's on song, I think she'll I think she'll bounce back and get the job done. I don't think this is a great great lineup. Uh, I did show significant vulnerabilities. Uh, last up, not only did she play well, up in the
1: gates. she did, but you, geez, you're entitled to show some vulnerabilities, aren't you? With yeah. What but, she went through.
0: But there just seems to be something. traumatic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It just seems something a bit not quite right with this. Well, she's very lightly raced, has had lots of she spells between her again. on. But, I mean, previously as well, um, lightly raced. Um, but anyway, I think she's got a, um, a big engine, uh, lots of raw talent, so... Pike can keep Miss Frost in her happy place, then I think she's probably a bit too good for these. Um, and uh, I actually am sort of with Terry a bit with the Indigo Wild situation as well. I think the, the map's good. Um, drops four and a half kilos on that first up run. Miss Kentucky form lines are strong. Looks looks like it's uh, it's in the mix as well. But I'm pretty keen that to, um, that. Miss Frost will will hit back hard. Well,
1: we've got a little bit of a catch up with uh big uh, Luke Fernie in a week's time, yeah. so we want it. We want him in a good mood for that day. So, look, if uh, if we're not winning any money on the race, let's hope that uh, let's hope that Miss Frost can um, return to the winner's circle for. Uh, yeah. But look. it's a horse where even though she's
2: under my price, it's a race I don't want to be too heavily involved mm. in because I can just see her absolutely yep. demolishing this field mm. if she brings her A game. So, hundred percent. It's yeah. It's it's interesting.
0: The market's almost daring you to <laughs> to to to, in, to, yeah. to chime in at the moment so yeah we be interested to see how that that evolves over the um leading up to start time so race five glenroy chaff handicap it's 1800 meter special conditions race i said in my preview that you could have black booked law first up second up third up fourth up it just it just looks set up so sweetly for for him on saturday doesn't it terry
1: it certainly does look uh, set up for him. A um, well, certain agency actually put up um, put up five dollars fifty. It appears not uh, not Bradley at uh, at purple at uh, at green tab. They went at five fifty, and I was in a bit of a mad rush to try and get on before, and I missed it all, unfortunately. So, a little bit dirty about that. But uh, no, Lawrie looks uh, looks as good a thing um, on paper as you mm. you'll just about see. I mean this. Campaign uh he has raced out uh he has raced out of his grade. Yeah, he, he. um consistently um drawn barrier 8 10 9 and 16 had to go back if you go back through past runs when uh, he actually drew a gate he can jump out and land not far from them so don't think he needs to get too far back two victories uh, have been over 1800 so there's no issue with the mile to 1800 if anything it's a positive uh absolutely bolting behind him last start just pike was just just a victim of circumstances going for the rail run arguably could have Looked to go wide around them, but that part of the track was inferior and he just had success in the prior race on Moshar doing the same thing. So, look, he, he wins some, he loses some. You can understand with that thought process in the ride. But, look, if this hasn't trained off, this should be landing near them and um, this should just be, yeah, should just be winning. There's, there's not a great deal of competition here. That's that's the major thing for me. Um, your second favourite's... Pro- Porfirio? Porfirio? Can we better than that, Terry? Porfirio. And um, while I thought Porfirio's last win, I'm just gonna keep saying it's name so I get better. It's like learning my Spanish at the moment, Daniel. I'll tell you about that later. Um, While I do think that Porfirio was a really nice win last start, that was the best part of the track and there was nothing wrong with being three wide that day. So um, look, I I do think uh, Porfirio is a nice horse going places, but for her to be a clear second favorite shows you the lack of depth. In this race, and I think Lawry is a dollar ninety chance, so at the two dollars fifty or so, uh, that will be my main and uh, biggest play of the day, boys. Guru is bullish, pretty bullish, yeah, pretty keen. Should be, yeah, uh, but with the track at the moment, you don't want to be going over the top with mm-hmm. anything at a short quote because it's just it's a real lack of reliability. So, um, yeah, but very, very keen that um, all things being equal, that uh, he should be winning and should be winning pretty comfortably.
2: I love the point you make about I got toppy, but the point you make about Pikey, gotta take the good with the bad, like if obviously we I saw some people on Twitter that weren't happy with his ride on Lorfee and you yeah, if he'd done your money fair enough, but if he takes a safe option, he probably doesn't win anyway. And then he takes a safe safe option of Moshad, he doesn't win he that definitely either. Doesn't so he, win, nope. That's that's where Pikey's so good, like he's not gonna get it right all the time because he rides for luck, but one out of two is better than zero out of two, so um that's why he's the wizard I guess. But mm. Uh, this race yeah not a huge interest from me I had law fee on top clear favorite but i had it just over three dollars so no play here respect porfirio and then i had heaps of them between 10 and 20 bucks mm-hmm. um, I, I don't get too in i don't get involved at all in staying races and even more recently i haven't even been really getting excited about 1800 meter races i feel like they're just a bunch of even horses that are just competing week in week out and um
0: and sometimes they walk and then sometimes they go hundred yeah. miles an hour. It's, it's, t- t- it's a lot of tactical stuff.
2: Yeah. I thought uh that's Kira a bit stiff last up with uh Kia. Kira so, yeah, time it didn't yep. get just got held up enough when mm-hmm. the margin's yeah. that close to maybe cost of the race, but
1: yeah. horse doesn't know how to get his head in front as well. No, that's an issue with it. So, so.
2: I can the map actually looks okay for her because there's heaps of speed in the race, mm. she was come across and blend in somewhere. Mm. Mm. That's funny, as looks pretty short, six dollars fifty. I didn't have that third pick. Um no. yeah, I won't be Unless Lawfee gets out on the day, I won't be playing at 2.45. I won't be, won't be betting around it either.
1: Yeah, the only other runner I wanted to mention as well, um, I think it's about 60 to 1 at the moment, I'm expecting it to trade at 600 to 1, um, is Uncle Lino. Um, didn't mind the effort first up uh, against a reasonable bunch of sprinters when found a bit of trouble, hit the line nicely. Um, I think that was in the Iron Pretty race. And then um, at its most recent outing, uh, it was the Fancy Fox on Pretty Race. At its most recent outing, it just, on a a hot speed, took forever to find the outside of the lead. It was just completely gassed. It just had enough by that stage. Went backwards quickly, put away. Um, It's going to go around at any old price. I doubt it's winning, but it's mapped to come across underneath Swift Platinum and... um, and that's funny as, and probably just parking behind him. I and mean, it's a pretty tough horse in that situation. On on a funny old track like this, I wouldn't be afraid to have something small on Uncle Lino, and expecting it'll trade uh, bet fair late at um, at near triple digits. So something at, at a big price if you're looking for something of that nature on an unreliable track, BJ. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm with you, Terry. I th-
1: you're tipping Uncle Lino. No,
0: no, no, no oh. sorry, not Uncle Lino. <laughs> but I. Can, I, I I do know. I do. That is a really great spot for, for, for horses over, over the 1800 yeah. metres and it just, just in that, just in that sweet spot just behind the leaders. And that's exactly where Uncle Lana is going to be. I imagine Swift Platinum leads. That's funny as comes across as well. Um, so there's, there's, there's genuine tempo. Um, so you wouldn't want to be out of that sort of slingshot range. You wouldn't, wouldn't want to be get, getting too far out of your ground, which is why gate four is perfect for Lorfee. Pike can have him midfield. Um, tracking into the race as pikey does um just needs space galloping room and it's it's got yeah, it's first up run behind red cam man was super media baron run behind that in the old Comrade stakes was excellent it's got woodguard loki form two back and then it, yeah like who knows what would happen if it got clear galloping room last up but you imagine it runs top three runs um, top after one. after coming from last on straightening so um tick 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 looks everything looks set up for a law if you win you have to really respect the um, perfirio performance last start with um, BBE Bo Banovic Edwards on board three wide no cover trucking the entire and wins by panels like it was that was strong Um, you don't see that happen all that often but I understand what Terry was saying in the the way that the track was it was a soft seven that day the way it was playing it was it was suited um, but, yeah, I think she's a four-year-old mare on the rise that can come to town and make an impact. Outside of that, outside of the, the other obvious players, I didn't mind the run of a three-year-old filly by the name of Fuel the Friar in mm. the Baby Blues race. Um, when was that? Was that two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. Uh, is, gets uh, doesn't have any gate speed, so it's going to flop out and sort of get back-ish. But I um, reckon the 1,800 metres is up its alley, Paul Harvey back on board, Look out for Fuel the Fire attacking the line with Fuel the Fryer attacking the line with Strength late uh, might be
1: one to chuck in your, your first fours as well. Yep. Yeah, no, that was a, uh, a good run. And as we said before, the three-year-olds are continuously uh, taking it to the older horses at the moment.
0: Excellent. So moving on, race six is the happy 40th birthday to Travis Follows. Travis Follows Handicap, happy happy 40th birthday, 1,000-metre race, 72-plus um, brigade, and uh, one of our favourite horses on the podcast in recent times. He's a real cult hero here
1: mm. at the 1-1, Condor Heroes goes he, around. Yeah, he certainly does. Um, what did you think of uh, Condor Heroes' last victory and the way the race was run in general?
2: Yeah, so when I watched it live, I probably like everyone else thought, far out that horse has gone enormous they actually couldn't keep up with him and he's blitzed him and then i'm probably just repeating what pete anthuos said on his podcast a couple of weeks ago once you see the data you just realize i don't know how to don't know how to word this but you just realize i'm gonna i'll go with incompetence that's the word is not incompetent yeah, yep that's it um just that he actually was not shooter wasn't going that fast on him but the other jockeys just allowed shooter to free will out in front at his own tempo by four or five lengths, and well, of course you're not going to catch him there. So we we're speaking about Chris Graham before, and I don't didn't really have much of an opinion about uh, his ride on Pushing Shapes, but I was and probably financially invested, so it's a different story. I was really disappointed on his with his ride on Catherine Wheels. So if you, I'll quickly go through the data. Catherine Wheels a fast horse that in its last nine races before that day had broken benchmark to the six hundred on eight times. And with the one that she didn't was plus one length or something like that, and then went plus seven lengths to the six hundred on that day. And then, so after seeing the data, I went back and watched Chris Graham sort of out of the gates, and I just thought that he he's a real aggressive rider, and he normally gets his arms pumping out of the gates. And there was just no urgency to lead, which I think everyone mapped it to to find the front. So, I'm not saying there's anything untoward, but I was just more disappointed in um tactically. Tactically, yeah, mm-hmm. it was um yeah
1: bewildering to me so i can't imagine that they would have had any other tactical thoughts but besides the lead that's the um that's the interesting part and i think that's why when um, pete was discussing it that um again not saying anything untoward uh, was occurring but when you see a horse back like condor heroes in the last few minutes and the likely leader maybe doesn't um the hoop doesn't give it its all to try and lead the race you start going well after a big move for another horse, that's now going to be the big ben- big beneficiary uh, of him not leading the race. Her not leading the race. Catherine Wheel. Sorry, uh, it does make you uh, ask a question or two, and then everyone's going to be Catherine, thinking it's only Catherine Wheel a bit flat out the definitely. gates that's, that's, honestly that's my opinion well. yeah. yeah that's my opinion that catherine will might have been a bit flat out the gates um but that is only a matter of opinion um yeah. i can definitely see it both ways but look with what's happened during the week with pushing shapes i mean there's there's going to be correlations drawn and questions asked but uh it just it's just not a really good series of events for chris graham at the moment that's all i'll say yeah.
2: and whether catherine will might have lost a spring out of the gates but it's more i was just disappointed with you just watch his first – he's ridden her three times. prep. If you just watch his arms the first 20 metres, he, he's really aggressive.
1: And then – The one to watch is probably when uh, she held out. This will test you. I think you go back and have a look yeah, at exactly, that. Com- yeah. Comparative. Well, have a little split it, screen of how he rode the two of them. Uh, I think it was this little test you. Yes. Oh,
2: oh, hang on. He crossed some sort as well. Yeah. And then even yeah. the day that we had a good result of him, like he was just really aggressive first up. And then he just sort of – yeah, there's just no intent to lead last start. so and yeah condor heroes tens in the fours leads on his ear and they don't get near him so yeah i thought i thought the lead that he got to the thousand to the
0: 800 condor heroes was easy but up, um for, sorry for, to the 800 was smooth enough but f- this horse has got serious mid-race speed like it speed between the eight and the four and it was just game over wasn't it like Mm -hmm. um they sort of just left him left him in his wake and that mid-race speed uh allowed him to go from outside the leader to leading first up as well um but yeah like um i don't know it's it's on what he showed last start he's got and the you know like 5732 the the times on the day, it was a fast track on the day, wasn't it? So the times were a little bit inflated. I mean, Fabergino is a superstar and she went within an inch of breaking a pretty old track record for the 1,100. So, um, but, yeah, like the, the figure, the, the pure numbers he ran on the day suggest that he's got significant wiggle room, that even if he comes back a length or two off that peak, that he can, he'll he probably just win again mm. on Saturday. So can can you find anything to, no, to well, knock I'm, him off?
1: I've been pretty keen on him in his last two, so I think yeah. I- I think we'll just follow up, hey. <laughs> nah, look, he uh, he should be winning. The owners probably don't want to hear me say that because I've uh, given him a, a little bump at his uh, at his last two, and he's um, got the job done pretty well. So, um. but now from a speed map point of view, this just looks like it looks like a gift. He only mm. goes up half a kilo because um, he moves from a 66 to a 72-plus. Does meet horses like State Attorney a little bit worse at the weights, but that's sort of irrelevant when he's going to have a fair head start on him. Mm. He's going to have a horse like Fire and Rain maybe come across to his outside. I think I think Fire and Rain's beaten as a as an animal, to be honest, so it's going to fade road, off. Could be yet. a Terry Layton roadblock. He'll uh, probably have Maginica on his back just about. I mean, th- those two are going to be stopping on the rest of them, and then Stable Secret's going to be just in behind them, so... Oh geez, it's it's hard to try and find a way to get him beaten here. Um, Speedy, I thought yeah. Ryan rain will do the job. Like uh, maybe, yeah. Like, well, there's nice been start. a bit of that happening lately, hasn't yeah. there? Yeah, tribute to Marys and your um what are the other ones. The one yesterday with Icy. Oh kind of yeah, B-band. sound of sound of fury. Sound that's of fury. understandable though. That's that's sound of fury's goal is to try and jump and roll and lead. And um, we had to be aware that was probably some type of chance. Not that I was a big fan of it. Sixes um, to three thirty. Whatever. I was
0: old. Uh, Your old mate, Speeding Comet, might get a bit of love from a guru on No, I can
1: see wide chases. I just don't know if it's a thousand metre horse at this stage of its preparation. Um, But if it can chase Condor Heroes, I think it's probably the biggest danger. Um, But the only way I think I can see Condor Heroes getting beaten is one of who I think might be... The best horse in this race. We think he's probably the best horse in this race. Uh, Mr. Genoa, I think, is going to be better over twelve fourteen hundred. 1,400. But if, they can, if Luke's got him right to ping the lids and land outside the speed, which I think is less likely than likely to happen, mm. um, and he gets into a battle with Condor Heroes, so I think Mr. Genoa can, can, can beat him. But I just don't think that he's got the early toe to go with Condor Heroes. So, um, and do you want to do that first up?
0: Yeah, well, exactly. Rep-
1: like, you, how how hard do you want to how hard do you want to
0: attack? You know?
1: Exa- exactly, right. Exactly. I'm surprised Pikey's not riding here. By the way, why isn't Pikey riding either Mister Genoa or um, State Attorney? He must have been booked to. Must have something. Something, else. Must, something must have come out. Yeah, it must have done. Must have done. It's a, an odd one, but um, no. Look, I think Condor Heroes wins. Pretty hard for me to hop in um, at the two dollars twenty after giving it such a big knock at its last two when it's got up, but uh, I I think even money's its price here. Mm. Cripper. Yeah, i found it
2: a tough horse to price uh on his last rating all he has to do is repeat that and he'll mm. he'll bolt in but i just i'm not sure if i'm willing to give him a repeat of his last rating just because because the jockeys for whatever reason didn't travel with him in the run that margin has really been inflated and obviously all the algorithms take that into account so i think
0: what what about how about we just um so not dismiss but take uh his last start win as um as a P an anomaly yeah what as an anomaly what what was his first start win yeah, from so a rating it was about to be, sorry, sorry so yeah.
2: what, sometimes when I look at a horse's career so uh it I won't go into numbers but it rated about two lengths his personal best yep. um if you take away that run which I'd call a spike rating yep. if you go back to what he's done over his the yeah you know, he's only had thirteen starts so there's still potential for improvement. But if you take away his last start run, there's no way I could mark him anywhere near a $2 favourite. So it's just a the million-dollar question is now, can he repeat that last start spike rating? And mm-hmm. I've got queries on that just because I think the way the way the race was run, that the margin was so big and that's why the rating is so high. So I've had to – yeah, I've definitely penalised him with a couple of lengths and, um, and from that I couldn't get him anywhere near sort of – $2.20, I think he's got it up. Uh, mm, I that's very interesting. Two horses that I still had him on top. Two horses that in my market that came up a bigger price and uh, I had shorter than what they are, uh Riverbow, but got some queries over the map. Like he's at been sort gifted of a couple 10 of wins, out of 10, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, now 10, ten runs, his last two. Surprised that
1: Whiting opted for Riverbow over Fred Dag? No. 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 No, okay. Not back to front, I would
2: have Fred Dag so. over Riverbow. So I had Riverbow second pick, and I reckon the one who's a bit of a forgotten horse, is State Attorney. Um, Nearly beat Condor Heroes two starts back and then just got stuck in behind that sort of the whole field of roadblock. Um, If you rule rule a line through that last run, which I think was just a very odd race, I think State Attorney could be the one that uh, potentially comes over the top. But like you said, it doesn't look to be a heap of pressure either. So Mm. Condor Heroes will probably get his own way out in front and lead and be hard to catch. But yeah, definitely won't be playing
1: yeah nice race to uh to stay out of i'd suggest but uh condor heroes does look pretty well suited
0: agree looks suited um i think even if he as even if he comes back a length or two off that peak rating last start then he should just win again i think there's just going to be horses that are going to be creating problems for the run-on brigade just looks completely suited i can see why he's as short as he were, short as he is i'll be watching on for me i think the only possible horse that's Tough enough, maps well enough, and is good enough to make things remotely interesting. Is speeding Comet?
2: That's the way I say it. Mm
1: -hmm. All right, race seven uh, over the fourteen hundred meters, and I uh, I tell you what, there is a bit of speed in this event, fellas. Um, I'm expecting. uh, I don't have any information. I'm just expecting we might see a few scratchings from this event, just because there's so much. Um, Top end tempo I mean it's not just Horses that like to go forward like Laurentino Kelvin flying raw but you've got Three out and out speedsters In bow count gates of Babylon and next stop The moon and they've all drawn wide Mm. Um, So I'd be expecting that one or two of them Might look to pull the pin um and perhaps look for a race in the coming um the coming week or so but we'll wait and see we can only um we can only bet and tip on what we have in front of us um I mean, that's what i was just telling you guys before i'd crack the shits because i was a pretty keen toll man Um, last weekend, but that was the reason I was keen was because of Corporate Larrikin being in the race and and obviously with it and Locomotive and potentially one other came out as well and takes all the speed out of it. So things can change and we've got to be willing to change changes the
0: shape of the race, doesn't it?
1: It does, yeah, but even if one does come out, let's say Next Stop the Moon, most likely to come out from Barrier 16. It's drawn outside of uh, Bow County Gates of Babylon. Let's say it does come out. It it still should be a pretty competitive and... um, a uh, fast run race. So we can be pretty confident uh, in going in um, with that mindset. Um, I'm pretty confident here um, that uh, a horse who has led recently, has won recently, um, won't lead here. Um, I'm pretty confident that it will get the right run is Laurentino. um Obviously a horse I've had a reasonable affiliation with over the journey. Um, there was a win last campaign. Uh, behind so a win so beat home um uh, Bobcat Johnny sat on had uh, took the one1 on that day and I thought that was one of its uh one of his better victories I actually think this might be a better horse with a sit on a reasonable tempo um, he's drawn seven all the other speed in this race um, you have Bocan 11 gates of Babylon 12 next Dot the moon 16. Kelvin 10, flying roll 17, have all drawn wider. So I'm expecting Laurentino to cross find the top and they will all come across and Laurentino should be sitting on the back of the lead or the one one, basically getting the run of the race um, behind a hot tempo. 1400 metres, Chloe has a party. It's been the recipe for success without going too deep into the race. Um, I'm pretty keen and I think that's, uh, that's the way I'll be going, boys. Yeah, look, you've stolen my thunder completely.
2: Oh. It's Thanks, Terry. Um, actually, I had it written down I said, is, uh, I can see a bit of a pattern forming. So Laurentinio, three starts ago, led at a tempo, of thirteen lengths quicker than benchmark mm. over the mile, and I by media Baron. Next start, drop back to fourteen hundred. Chloe on wins. Last start, up to a mile, led at a fourteen length quicker than benchmark tempo over the mile. Mm. Today or Saturday, back to a fourteen hundred. Chloe on. How does that pattern go for you yeah <laughs> we like a good pattern yeah. as
1: well don't we yeah no it does tick a few in that sense so you're right you've got it on top too
2: on top I had it i had it five dollars a field but mm-hmm. uh but yeah, 450 on, for me on top exactly what you said it's the it's the on speed horse that's drawn the closest to the fence so she finds the rail or thereabouts first and then lets the speed come across and yeah pretty much everything you said actually it was in my head that i'd still in that remember that win I think it was the last at Ascot, mm-hmm. late last year. Um, I think Black Chicaddy might have been in the race. Um, remember that where she didn't have to lead to win, and one yeah, easy that day. One easy yeah. that day, and um, yeah, it's probably a, on a tough betting card. I reckon this is one that I'm pretty keen to have
1: have something on.
2: I'm not sure. I thought we we're going to get a bit better than six bucks.
1: It's a very competitive um, betting market, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's a tough one for me. So we, we talk about it's not just about pricing it yourself and then and then diving in. So Crip said he had it five bucks. I got it four fifty. So. The six bucks, um, I priced to one hundred percent. You'd be pretty yep. similar, I'd imagine. Um, so the six buck, usually you think, all right, we'll dive in. But there is just so many betting horses here. I mean, you can make a case that we money for mankind. Definitely, you can make a case we money for Kelvin. When we saw eights to two eighty last start, a lot of that was on map. Though I think I don't know if there'll yeah. be the same support here. Gates of Babylon's always well supported, um, and Mitch Pateman um, sort of knows the key to this horse and just to let it roll. And I think they'll be. Trying for something similar, she's a light. Has looked like a different horse at its last couple. Um, was already racing well before that, but there's got to be some support. Luke's Gold and then Solid Azza um, who the top end tempo should really suit it. Long story short, there's a lot of money horses here, so we might see the price on Betfair potentially. Yeah,
2: well that's the thing, like at the moment, if you want to take the six bucks, you bet into that 130% market. But something's got to give in a race where you'd expect there to be some support for a lot of runners. Risk versus reward. I could easy, yeah, you can't see Laurentinio
1: starting. 420 or anything like that. What are we doing? So we're waiting. Think we wait? Because I'm going to make the same decision as <laughs> are Probably I'm. I'm 50 50. I often I find when I wait with a few, I often say my ride ups. Like last week, I only took half my orange strudel bet at 21s, and it started eight bucks. That often does happen. But this is a situation at this price where I definitely think risk versus reward. So yes, we might have to take five bucks late on Betfair. Okay, we might have to take a point under what it currently is, but we also might take nine bucks late yeah. on Betfair. Risk. We're probably risking a dollar, but the reward could be up to three. Mm-hmm. So good point. I think we wait.
2: I had, I see, I'm just on sports bet, mm-hmm. uh, filtering it by market price. Gates of Babylon, favourite. I couldn't yeah, work yeah. that out. I mean, yeah. I,
0: I think Gates of Babylon's a uh, completely different horse railing in front. I don't think he's going to get there, though.
2: No. No. You may be a bit nervous about those scratchings because you don't want to dive in and then two of the speeds has come out and Gates of Babylon gets to the front and it, he probably does deserve to be favourite. But at the moment with the field that's assembled. I'd still be on Laurentino
1: even if the other speed came out, I think.
2: And, uh, but the other one who I marked quite close to Laurentinio is actually Chloe's brother in Joe Solid uh, solid as a not my type of horse as it will get right back but if they really do fly up front this horse as a serious turn of foot went on song and I uh, thought there's some double figures around early I think they might be gone now but yeah I thought he could uh, be the one that has the last Joey could be the one that has the last crack at him
1: What it looks gold grip
2: Yes, Luke's Gold one of mine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I tipped it last start at, I think it was about 8 or 9 to 1. Mm. Uh, had complete faith in Chris Nichol from Barry 1 and mm. uh, didn't let you down. No. He did not let me down. I actually only watched it on my iPhone and after the race I think i might have tweeted how good the ride was and without realizing he actually got suspended for it because he <laughs> pretty much shifted half the field out of the way. But <laughs> it was a good ride though.
1: Uh, uh, as long as yeah. you're as long as you're uh, your
2: balance right right that's all yeah, that matters Luke's yeah. <laughs> Maybe uh, Joey Aspadi didn't didn't agree with me, but uh, yeah, there was
0: there was a careless moment,
2: but the the ride overall was was 100 percent. I I was even surprised that when he box seated from well gate one, but I thought he was going to be three back the fence, hoping he wasn't going to be four back the fence. So when he got third the fence, I thought we might be half a chance here, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and it worked out all right
0: all right yeah well it's a, it's a good race um very Cracker. interesting interesting race i'm i'm sticking with kelvin uh, i've got a, i i think this horse is just a he's a good horse good three-year-old tough on pacer doesn't have to lead can lead doesn't have to probably won't um of the gates when heavily backed favorite um two weeks ago went back for uh had to pass the stewards trial in order to race again which it did so at belmont on monday um gets on well with Jade McNaught. I think they're going to be obviously positive as always from the from the draw it's going to be in the spot it's probably going to be similarly positioned to Laurentinio maybe perhaps on its outside um, I think Kelvin's going to get his get his chance um, yeah I just think he's, he's got a bit of quality about him uh, I understand exactly what you're saying with um, with Laurentinio uh, I think Mankind's in for a good prep 1000 to 1400 is a bit of a query for me uh, but um, did make him a horse to follow last week so keep an eye out for him the other horse that I'd like to mention he's obviously probably going to need the run but I just glanced up onto your wall Terry and I see uh, a picture of Tin Snip running mm. second in the Caracatta Plate Tins- ran,
1: ran first in two of the year though he sure did mm.
0: he sure did um yeah, award-winning two-year-old Tin Snip yeah. makes his uh, return to racing. He's been whatever happened to on previous editions of the One One. He is back in action for Adam Durant uh, on Sad Day. Um, yeah, I'll be I'll be um, preferring to have a look at him um, as he makes his return to racing. Obviously, if you issues there um, over the last period of time but for me for all the reasons you guys like Laurentini, I sort of like Kelvin as well I think he's going to be similarly positioned he's tough on pacer um, got a bit of class about him I think he can give this a shake
1: the only other runner I want to mention and I'll be it'll be my Maddie I'll, I'll drop it early guys poof <laughs> look out out early um, I love when a horse Something in my mind significant happens to a horse and it's not mentioned in the stewards report. I think you get a little bit better price. Um, Astronomite goes really well for Lucy Warwick. We've forgotten runner here, plenty of speed on. Funny old track at the moment. Mm. Um, look, it's it's 50 to one best at the moment, 40 to one with all the real betting agencies. Well, none of those are real betting agencies either actually. Um, but look, I think it'll probably trade even longer with all the the horses that we said will probably um, be the uh, target of some support. Could be 60, 70 to one type thing. Can run a race here, I'm, I'm pretty confident. Might be a run off, might prefer the mile, but um, we're going to get the price to have something little on. So Astronomite runs a race here. Yeah, guys. No, I,
2: I, I was doing well. the form last night. I, was, I didn't want to... It was him. out, wasn't it, at the 100? Yeah, it doesn't him, say anything but, about that. Um, some of his runs at Belmont. Oh, huge. Um, yeah, huge yep. run. So yep. it, probably a horse that will appreciate getting back to Belmont. Um, so it might be a run short, but can definitely... Wouldn't talk you out of having a say on him at those big odds. Yeah, it's actually
1: won two of 13 at the track, placed the further forward, which I actually was surprised by that. I thought they'd timed this campaign to get um, to get him cherry ripe for Belmont. But, yeah, I don't know. While, while he probably is a runaway, um, yeah, something at the big prices, guys. Cool. All righty, moving on.
0: Race 8 is uh, the one we're all excited mm. for. What an absolute crackerjack edition of the Group 3 Roma Cup.
1: What a race. Mm, it is a, uh, a very exciting addition. Um, look, the only thing to make it any better would have been a star three year old. Let's put Laverot in there. Dig that. And uh, yeah, no. Yeah, that one as well. And um, Rock Magic, that's all that's missing from this, isn't it, is, is, uh, is old Rocky. But uh, look, we can't, uh, we can't ask not not Vital Silver him. as well, that would have Silver. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, they had some transportation issues getting him um, That's right. Getting yes, him him stuck home, in so betrayed, so They, they wanted uh, to have him ready for this, but their second stringer or maybe maybe their first stringer in Angelic Ruler is here. But, um, guys, the question is, uh, what are we both doing with Vega Magic? Give me a word, just a one-word answer, and then we'll go deeper into it. Watch wins you got done top on top all right you lead
0: all right well first of all we've just just quickly touch on we got uh, multiple group one winners blackout Bart Vega magic we got a Flemington group one winner and and Derby winner and just all round good horse Gadding. Um, man book is a star um, velvet King is a pretty he's a bloody good four-year-old um, um, was Started just about favourite in the Railway Stakes, um, and then of course we've got uh, quality mares Angelic Ruler and Flurteini, who who um, who uh, saw a lot of um, Fabergino's backside last start. Um, so this is, and there's there's a whole host of of, um, of other runners making cameos as well. So this is this this Roma Cup is outstanding, and for me I bang on about this a bit actually every time the Roma Cup rolls around. I reckon it should be worth a lot more. Than what than the what it is. This year but well. this this is a belter and it is every year. And if, if if they made it into a flagship race worth more money and maybe even like uh like a series bonus for the horse that performs best in the Roma Cup, Belmont Sprint and Hyperion. Hyperion. And yep. it could be you it's know Strickland even. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. They could have like a whole weight for age series with with a significant uh bonus up for grabs. But but getting back to Terry's um initial question about Vega magic, look it's um it, it yeah cripper's answer is probably more realistic <laughs> uh this horse has, has had a host of issues um since at one stage he was regarded as one of the best if not the best sprinter in australia and second in an everest probably should have won things haven't really gone to script for him since then obviously he's had soundness issues and and um you know and Put in some really poor, poor poor performances as well he's been back in WA for a while now with Sean and Jake Casey they've had to piece him back to pack together they've had a few false starts with him he's tried three times with the Caseys uh, each time at Belmont over a thousand meters and has looked looked um, mint all three occasions but hasn't quite made it to the to the races for whatever reason his latest trial April 28 he um, just just powered his way to the front it just looked like track work and he he beat double bubble by five lengths on the bridle paddy carby just couldn't hold him any slow enough to me it, it looks like look like the trial of a obviously a happy and healthy horse Sean and jake casey aren't doing a lot wrong at the moment he's he he maps to lead i think if he if he's um if he turns up uh if he brings his trial form to race day i i just think i just don't know how how he's capable of running amazing times. I just can't see how they're
1: going to come from behind him and get past him. Now the key word there's if, yeah, isn't it? And that's why we're getting a price, and that's exactly. why uh, bringing trial form to race days is a lot uh, easier said than done. It was winning pretty good trials over in Melbourne before its last campaign, and um, and it didn't he um, didn't want to be there. So look, there is something to be said for performing. I mean, Driftstar we spoke about earlier comes out and trials like it's going to be winning winter bottoms, and then races. Like it's going to be. Um, oh, no! Said that race last campaign, didn't it? That was over fourteen hundred. But it's just a, it's a different kettle of fish bringing those, that trial form to the racetrack. Um, I think Crippa said it well off air before. He said um, he's going to take it on, but he wouldn't want to be laying it. And that's uh, that's basically where I'm at too, Crip.
2: Yeah, it's one of those. Like, I definitely wouldn't be on it. Um, sometimes this is when my lack of over east form uh, can come back to bite me. But I pretty much haven't heard about his horse for. The last two years, because I just don't follow Melbourne racing, and but I did speak to some friends last night who do follow it, and and I asked them the question. I said, "Has Vega Magic in its last couple of preps trialled good before failing first up?" They said, "Yeah, it always trials good, um, but before running a shocker for, or before running a couple of shockers." So, just because it's trialled trialled good doesn't install me with any confidence. Um, but yeah, huge watch. Obviously, I'm just looking through its data now. Like some of its figures are. Just like as high as I've ever seen on this program, so its best is obviously more than good enough. But just don't know what it's going to do. Um, yeah, leads and it's uh, a real map toss here, isn't it? As well,
1: course. it's it's amazing for such a good Roma Cup that we've got such a lack of speed in this event. I mean, who did I have? Uh, who did you guys have outside? Or the Velvet King, we're probably yeah. going to think's going to try and work there. The Velvet yeah. King can misstep occasionally. Um, does step pretty well for Mitch, though, but uh, can misstep occasionally. But you'd expect a fresh Velvet King should be able to fire to the outside. Of, Even if um, it
0: missteps, so it's drawn 12, so it can just sort of muster. work around yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: it probably does. I actually ended up with Flirtini on top. I uh, thought, she's been going super, mm-hmm. no... No, not uh, sort of getting made look second rate by Fabagino at the moment. She
1: didn't have a back there either. I think she'd yeah. be a far better horse if she's got a back taking her into the race. She was just chasing Fabagino on a gasping. hot tempo. She was, wasn't gasping. she? <laughs> yeah, you could hear her. Uh, you could hear her from here, <laughs> poor girl.
2: So yeah, I think from the good draw, she, and you know, they might not go as hard as well. They obviously won't go as hard as when uh, Fabagino ran him into the ground. So she she'll get that sort of soft run, maybe. Three pairs back, one off yep. the fence. Are
1: you of the opinion the instructions with Flirtini will be don't necessarily feel like you have to use the gate too much. We want her to be comfortable and really unleash late. I think so. You wouldn't want to have it, you wouldn't want yeah. it in the 1 1, would you? No.
0: Um, I don't know. I reckon she'll be first four or five in running. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The only reason I sort of ask that question Cause, is cause that yeah, I don't know who's going to work
0: around her. Though, like, well, you know I mean?
1: that's it this is this is the the runner I've come up with, um, and a part of this is because I don't really have a huge opinion. I'm more I more want to view this race and get too heavily involved from a betting mm. point of view. Um, I, I'm a I'm a big man Booker fan, and I'm a big I'm a big fan of the Danny Morton camp as well, and I trust him to. Have man Booker uh, right to go, even first up without the trial. Um, I know he raced first up without the trial uh, about about eight months ago in the birthday, and it was just a huge win from last. Um, it was outstanding. Wasn't with Pikey mm-hmm. on. This is a different situation because he's coming back from injury, and he wasn't coming back from injury there. But, um, look, he's drawn directly um, – I say directly outside Vega Magic, but that's because the two horses in between them. Pretty confident that he's quicker than and will be able to get across his position for 13. He lands outside of Vega Magic um, – the Velvet King eventually comes across and he gets the 1-1 type thing, even finds the back of Vega Magic potentially because you've got Perfect Jewel and Taxigano in 1 and 2. They're not going to step quickly over 1,200. So I haven't got it impossible that Man Booker just about lands um, somewhere near the back of the speed, but a lot of that will depend on how happy the horse is. Um, but, yes, yeah, so I think if Flirtini then has the back of a horse like Man Booker, um, that is definitely in Flirtini's um, favour to have a, a nice back to take her into it. But, um, yeah, the big question on everyone's lips is, obviously, can they get past uh, Vega Magic? I get the feeling if one of them get past Vega Magic, they all will. Yeah. Unless she might win yeah. by about four. So, hey. The,
2: laying the place might be a good option. 100%, yeah. Not laying
1: the win, laying the place. Yeah. I think it's probably your go. Because you probably... He
2: probably either wins or
1: runs 100%. last. One hundred percent. Interesting to see what the market does late. It's one that uh look. Some people could easily say this should be two bucks. Some people will say oh, later five bucks. Yeah, so I reckon it's uh, going to be interesting. And from a betting point of view, like I'm, I'm keen to have something on Man Booker, but I'm not, um, I'm not jumping out of my skin. Not super confident. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that's probably a bit of a nostalgic bet on a horse. Or Are I've you surprised results
2: that on. Man Booker's going into this without a trial? Like. He's, he's come up a broken leg, hasn't he, or something yeah, it's similar. A fracture, a fracture. A fracture yeah. Yep. Yeah, he has. Yep. You wouldn't think Dig Date would come back.
1: No, that no different uh yeah. no different stables would have different uh mindsets. Man Booker tends to trial when he's not coming back from injury. Didn't uh, he didn't last time, as I said, in that little three three and a half month break so maybe they're looking at that thinking freshness let's look at the freshness because that was a huge performance but um yeah 100 percent it's first time Chris parnham's also ridden him as well but um, that's not amazing. Major... Did he never
0: ridden? No, okay.
1: no no Jerry Nosky has yeah, done Yeah Jerry the was the original Pikey has been a pretty successful jockey on board as well but um uh, look it might be a little bit of a nostalgic tip old man booker um but with the pricing it's interesting It's 950 around and a little bit at that price. We don't know whether just to take the entirety um, or what you can get on early at least at the at that price or wait late because if Vega Magic does firm, I mean they're all going to get out to a, a bit more back of a price but Vega Magic might not start favourite if, if the if the knockers come and they, they come for probably probably Flirtini, Flirtini would be the one to
0: – Angelic Ruler I'm pretty – expecting support for yeah, yeah definitely yeah. An
1: angelic ruler there'll be support for it's just from a speed map point of view that float looks slightly more suited to to angelic ruler but i don't think there's much between those two um i actually would
0: not be surprised if there's money for velvet king as well Yep,
1: yeah, well there there tends to be doesn't yeah. there and um i guess the other runner is can we make a case for um probably ask you this one bj can we make a case for um for the old boy bart at the weight for age scale
0: <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> how can you ever how can he ever not mm. um he was he was actually a huge run in the all-star mile behind regal power uh nine-year-old he was he was a group one winner last september october so and then he ran second in a group one um what was that four starts ago jeez you'd be brave man to say you can't win i'm poor yeah i don't know don't know. Like, I just think that um,
1: I've stumped him, haven't I? I've got just him in. Yeah, he's playing yeah,
0: and missing that, everywhere. Just think that the tw- the I'd be more more likely to to be keener on him in the fourteen
2: and
1: the, and the yeah, 16 of course, coming up. Of course, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Of course, yeah.
2: Just I think a- we've all sort of rambled on about on this race for about five minutes and then we haven't long said the story theme, have short, we? <laughs> we don't have any idea no <laughs> no
1: nah, nah, i think that's uh, extremely extremely well said i'm going to look for a bit of value man book a very small stake but um yeah near, nearly 10 to one for a horse that's uh, given us um, a pretty good ride over the journey and a horse that i've got mapped really positively here um that's it for me and pretty comfortable decision to land on man book at the price guys yeah good i just think if if, if Vega magic
0: is going to do it he'll be doing it first up Hit and run, um, mm-hmm. Vega Magic, uh, Flirtini. Um, obviously, I was super keen on her knocking off Fabergina last start, which was uh, a mistake on my part, but uh, she um, she maps well and she looks the, the major danger for me.
1: Okay, so we're on three different runners Vega Magic, Flirtini, Manbuka. Yep. Between Good. us, we should have the winner there, hopefully. Then Angelic Rule is going to fast him isn't it? <laughs> oh Probably shouldn't God. have said that, should I? All right, we've made it to the lucky last with the three of us here. We uh, yeah, we liked to have a bit of a chat about the races, so I do apologise for those that are sitting in the fourth hour of the podcast at the uh, at the minutes. But uh, the last is another cracking mm-hmm. little. What, what time is it? Race, isn't it? I don't know. Get out stakes time. Terry. Oh, it is. Sorry, VJ Cross. Where's Terry my mind Bruce going? Man. Yeah, yeah. I'm just considering how long till race the fel- how long yeah. till the next Belmont. <laughs> Oh, dearie me. It is the Get Out Stakes, BJ. Uh, S-T-E-A-K-S. Um, tweet. This is what you're usually saying. Let's see how I go. Tweet yep. the 1-1 one, one pod at the 1-1 one, one pod. Not hashtag, but at the 1-1 <laughs> one, one pod. Um, and give us the horse you like and the margin of victory to two decimal points. Uh, what does the winner get, BJ? Uh,
0: absolute de- delicious Gourmet Delicious. beef package from Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop
1: in Perth. Spot on. All right. Well, let's say uh, there should be – I'd say there'll be three dominant horses selected um, in this uh, in this week's Get Out Stakes. Crip, anything you're strong on here? Will Laverod get the 1,400?
2: Uh, I'm going to sit on the fence of that. I'm not sure. I'd probably gunned ahead, I'll say, the 1,400 is a query, um, especially off a miss run and then –
1: Hang on, guys. Cripp's just jumping off the fence at the minute. He's just, he's stuck. He's impaled on the fence at the moment. Can we get you off, buddy?
2: Uh, I'm going to take Labour on. Okay,
1: there, you, there go. you go. There
2: you go. Uh, so, yeah, obviously, think he could get the 1400 definitely at some stage of his career. But yeah. he, I think the only time he went, he raced over 1400. I did think he peaked on his run when he got beaten by Santa Brianna. Is that right, I've got yeah. literally
1: identical words written. Is yeah, Peek, Brianna, Peek, and is that Santa Brianna Massimo? Yeah, yeah right? yep, peaked yep, on run, only is, go 1400 most horses, yep.
2: go quite well. So, probably no, no real knock there. But you know, you miss a run, perhaps a trial on the Monday. Yes, he's yeah. come, yeah. I, when the um tab touch went up and this when we started recording, I thought 320 it's probably a fair price. I didn't ask about that, but now so I've seen sports bet to have him 240, Oof. which is uh. Yeah, it looks short for me. And now I actually get a little bit excited because I can bet around him. I'm, I'm pretty keen Festival Miss. Uh, good old pike in the last. <laughs> Two starts ago, held up and sort of finished a length off Angelic Ruler. Last start, Chloe, as a party, went on.
1: Big um, run against Patton. Big huge, Yeah, huge run, big. run
2: against Patton. I had to go back from the gate mm-hmm. and um, just absolutely flooded home down the middle of the track on the day where you wanted to be on speed. Pike hops back on Barrier One. He's got the figures to win this race. It, uh, it yeah it does look quite good. The only concern I have, and it is a glory concern, is Gloryland's drawn two. Will probably Wrinkley will probably cross. Gloryland will sit on Wrinkley's back. If Pike's three back the fence, Gloryland is probably the biggest speed hump. In WA racing at the minute, wouldn't
1: would you say? Yeah, hundred percent. I'd I'd speed hunt more just a brick wall.
2: Oh, uh, Chris Nickel did a great job to get yeah Luke's choice off Glorylands back mm-hmm. last start, and so I just wonder if uh, Pike's probably got a little bit more finesse. I don't know if you want to knock the field over and getting off Glorylands back than what Nickel did. Ten out ten ride by the way, Chris. <laughs> um, yeah, that's my huge concern. If, if Festival Miss <laughs> had drawn anything but one, or like you know low but not on Glory Land's back, I'd be very keen. And I'm at five bucks, but I'm probably it's probably still my best of the day on a tough day.
1: Okay. I know what price yeah. you got. Festival Miss. Right at 380. Okay. Very interesting. Festival Miss is a horse who, for me, and you can see looking at the record, 20 starts, four wins, um, 10 minor placings, it's just been a almost horse. All of its wins have come from perfect rides, either from Pikey or CJP, from good gates in 66 pluses type thing. Mm. But I do think Festival Miss has turned the corner its last four. Um, entitled runner like it did I felt behind Angelic Ruler the run that took me was four starts back when Pike was on missed it or Drew White had to go back probably the run of the race behind Floyd Caracapo genuine 78 plus horses so that does fill me with confidence that it can run a race she can run a race here what you need I'm what i probably need as well. Festival Miss is definitely one. I, I want to have a two-horse play. I'll get to that in a sec. But Gloryland, we want to see Wrinkley Crossing, yeah. and then we want to see Gloryland being able to, I don't know if it will be able to occur, get to the outside of Wrinkley um, and leave that gap three because what does Wrinkley do? Every start lays off badly, and that fence is just – that just – it just says – it just points to Pike never, ever leaving the Dulux on a potentially hot rail. Um, so, yeah, it really does tick every box. But in saying that, if, if Glory Land uh, does sit on the back of Wrinkley, geez. It's one of those races where
2: like, there is a huge query about Glory Land and the map and the run that Festival Miss is going to get. But at the end of the day, you're getting five bucks to find out yeah. and you've got Pike on board. Sometimes you just got to just let him take care of it. And I he's wearing think. pink and white as exactly. well. Daniel, so and it's that's, in uh, the last. Yeah. So.
1: And it is in the last, yeah. If it was in the second last, you probably wouldn't be keen. But yeah. the fact that yeah. it's in the last, that makes it a lot. Because
2: to... I was convinced that we're going to get five bucks last night. And then when I saw, you know, Tab Touch went up and Brad did a good job. And I think he put it 360 or 380. Mm. And I thought, oh, well, that's not a bet. But now all the other corps have gone up around that. Well, sports bet's up to $5, so hopefully- I marked it at five bucks. Five bucks, did you- Yeah, that,
1: I've got um, Pim's Royale favorite. And, um, really? I found it easy to have. What I'd- price labour on? I marked them both 330 but I reckon I could have had a labor a longer because I don't I I don't know he's just wary about knocking these good three-year-olds the, the query is obviously the 11 to 1400 um, obviously that's the, the major query and then the trial on the Monday but um, wary about knocking these um, these youngsters but I think Pims royale is just a, a really nice horse you can forget that run over the mile just didn't get the mile and was never a happy horse on a weird old weird old track that day but just one like a star last start. and you can say well look how far back he got – he was in second uh, until Mitch took a real hold and mean, arguably he probably should have been a bit more aggressive in the ride but got the job done with a real degree of ease. I think there's a – I've always felt that the the Pims Royales are now lower than that category are probably ahead of the Festival Misses this way, I think. As I said, Festival Miss – and I have to be careful not to stick with an opinion I had of a horse once upon a time who was now potentially evolved into a stronger horse but I've always just felt Festival Misses found out in these better grades. Um, but as you said, it's potentially going to get the absolute dream um, run here. So yeah, I'll be backing Pim's Royale. The six, was available. It's now about five could be one that's better late as well. Listening to these guys. Um, it definitely could be one. You're going to get the six, $7 about late. So you don't need to probably rush. And, um, Pims Royale, my result, but I won't be losing Festival Miss um, in what I think is a good race to take on the 240, Laverod, guys. Yeah.
2: like Huge respect to Laverod. I was never going to not mark him favourite, but always sort of knew that he was going to – I marked Laverod 330, knew that he was going to go up shorter than that. Yep. Festival Miss 380, Pims Royale 650, and I thought the the blowout might be Karikapa. Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely can improve. Missed the kick badly last up.
0: Yeah, I'm with Cripper. I'm just – really keen on festival miss i think in the past with the run that she had last start with chloe on board in the past that was the sort of race that she wanted turned it up in but to see her hit the line as well as she did when unsuited um was really really encouraging um just looks really obvious with 55.5, 55.5, Pike on board, gate one for all the reasons that Cripper outlined in his spiel. I think this is the the race for Festival Miss. She ticks all the boxes for me. Happy to um, play around. Laver Ride, although he's, yeah, I reckon, yeah, he's obviously got heaps of class and he's a, just a really quality three year old. Stands out as the horse to beat, but I reckon this is the day for Festival Miss. She's one of my best of the day as well.
1: I like it. All right, guys, so a bit of a, a nearly. That's Did we agree on any all day, probably? Uh, not not really. No. That was the closest we've got to it. Yeah, That's the closest we got to it. So I, I suspect that with the profile and especially with the weight, as BJ mentioned, that Festival Miss will probably be the, the biggest supported runner. So you, you'll probably be taking that $5, won't you, mate?
2: Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, I definitely have a, at least half of my bet on at 5 bucks, and then we'll yeah, maybe have the other half yeah. late, but – five dollars is enough for me
1: okay uh it's that time now bj
2: well this was this, i was this, just about to say that this as well. this
0: term mm-hmm. was coined by the one and only daniel Cripps, the best betting proposition of the day so why not it's right over to Cripper. Did you say again. the
1: day at the time? No, it was a oh, year. A year? The year? Right. I think he might have yeah. even gone to Decade when he was off here. He might have even <laughs> gone to Sendra and he was how's the, on
0: too, wasn't it? time has changed? we were all aboard the Chris Graham bandwagon
2: yeah. that day. I think it's, I remember I quoted that day. She said, it, yeah, he's one of mine because he's yeah. a transgressor as well. And now, uh, oh look, no, I'm He just, has been
1: a bit of a transgressor, hasn't he? A,
2: he, he was actually riding quite well. He was, suspension. 100% Mate, he was, he yes. He started getting yep. a couple of horses that didn't lead to getting home. That ride on Baby Blues was now the gem dark choice uh, yeah he can copy his whack and hopefully he comes back bigger Bigger and better better, yeah absolutely good luck to him but Mm. yeah definitely don't have the same level of confidence as what i did on captain wheel last time i was on the podcast but yeah i'll go with festival miss as my best of the day all
1: right festival miss uh for me not exciting but uh marked a dollar 90 still 250 available just try and get a bloody winner up major i'm with cripper Festival miss. Festival miss. The boys are on festival miss. There we go. Very interesting. I like it. Um, Maddie. Oh, I've already divulged mine. With, Would uh, you like to just repeat it for the for the listeners, Derek? Astronomite. Um, I did. I just want to give another mention to um to Uncle Lino, who will be to uh, That is a brilliant Maddie. Uh, I, love is, that, that. That is, I love that. Yeah, that is outstanding. That's a new category called uh, <laughs> effing mad. I think not <laughs> just. Uh, not just normal Rampant insanity, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, straight jacket stuff. Um, astronomite uh, for me, guys, for the reasons already outlined. Uh, I'm going
2: to go with. I know I've got my own rules on these Maddies. Gloryland. Don't tip twenty to one pops, but I think so. Mine's double figures, but Cramden's my Maddie.
1: Hey, well, hang on a second. I've got my own rules. Yeah, hey, we're we're going to go hey, to BJ. We establish this. Oh, Cramden, all up festival miss. I'll give you that. Okay. All right, uh, there you go. Sixty to one. That's gonna happen, yeah. Might have something on. Uh, BJ, what's your Maddie for the day? Well,
0: I, I, I flagged this horse during the during the preview. It's just just got out to Maddie territory. I'm following the rules. Um, <laughs> and uh Fuel the Fryer, mm-hmm. race five, it's just ticked over the into twenty one dollar land. Uh twenty three best available now. So fuel the fryer, three old filly, low draw, rising to
1: eighteen hundred meters for the first
0: time, could run a big race. I like
1: it. Three-year-olds are uh, definitely uh, competing against the older horses. Uh, horses to follow. Crib, um, you got anything for us?
2: Uh, I'll go off the cuff here. I'm just have a look through my black book.
1: deep uh, is the black book?
2: Yeah, got a little setup going. Oh, um, <laughs> this is uh, not sure if I'll be following it next up. I thought Ascot Gold was a huge run last Saturday. Uh, it's a leader that didn't get to the front. Got posted um, three deep in a race where they went nearly four lengths below benchmark to the 600 and actually stuck on really well. Um, So maybe one could bob up at odds next start or at some stage just prep.
1: Yep. No, I don't mind that. So yeah, that definitely found its way to to my black book. I like when uh, a horse that's strength or it's known for – uh, being written in a certain manner, especially a leader can go back or sit wide and still show that they've got a bit in a bit like I'm icy yesterday. Um, so <laughs> I think there was a few of us that uh, that uh, we thought we might see uh, him a little bit more competitive. Uh, Bj, should we? Uh, do you want me to go? No, you're right. I've got a
0: couple here. Okay. Um, following on from some of our discussion earlier in the podcast, Michael Lane, Kira Yule. I really like the effort of Western Chant back from uh, Let Up at Pinjarra last. Thursday, i think yeah. it was ran on nicely into fourth in the race that was won by pro consent want to be good i think that'll that run will give her a uh, give that horse a good platform moving into its um follow-up performance it, this horse i i, I kind of like this horse um don't know he's no world beater but i um, I sort of threw him out a little bit in my preview yesterday. Hotham Valley ran on well into third out of price. Reckon he's probably a Belmont horse, so Neville Parnum's timed his preparation to perfection. Look out for him second Swimmer. Up back at Belmont. Oh, yeah, with a bit of given the ground. Yeah, yeah.
1: definitely. Um off oh, nothing too exciting for me. Um one, oh, one in the city, Stratocreed. I think it's been racing out of its grade for new trainer Colin Webster. Thought both runs, both. Runs for Colin Webster have been um, full of merit thus far. Look for a race uh, where they can draw a gate Mm. and settle just uh, off them. I don't think it's going to be winning a race from last like it's had to do from sticky holes. Uh, next one is a country runner. I was following it all last campaign. Never actually found the right race to have a bet on, but really liked the way men of Muck and Budden hit the line um, on the inferior part of the track at uh, Pinjara. That um, way in my uh, blackwoods, Yeah, the, yeah. The, the old men of Muck and Budden. Um, it's so, good for a win or two at prep, isn't it? Oh, it Muck Muck is. I, I think we're going to get a good price about um, about the the man from, um, from Muck and Budden. At uh, at some stages, I think That's it's a just capitalising yeah. when that uh, opportunity arises. The third one isn't exciting. I think it might end me on Sunday. I haven't um, stuck into the Sunday form. It's uh, Dalgaranga. Um, it's a huge last start, dominant winner two back. Should be winning most races that it competes at uh, in the current grade it's in in Kalgoorlie. Won't be a fancy price that one, but um, horses flying for um, Pistol Pete Fernie. Kira Yule, Barry one. Is
2: Kira on this week, is she? Yeah, oh, yeah.
1: there you go. Yeah. There you go, lads. Dollar uh, eighty and above. Let's just... Yeah, I think so. I haven't even seen the I field, think,
2: so... Yeah. Gate one job done? Haven't done the race, but I didn't think on the eye there was too much to uh, be worried about. And yeah, I think you could probably take the shorts on Sunday. Yeah,
1: pretty defensive uh, ride last start. I thought yeah, it was interesting yeah the gates. I, I think a bit more aggression could have been shown but um, to sit deep and keep coming like it did again raced against uh, the pattern which brought a success at its previous start um, yeah no it should be going very close guys
0: all right well from a top-notch trialers point of view we had a monster 23 trial session at Belmont on Monday Gee, there was a bit of talent going around guru uh, and Cripper. we had the Return of Kingston Town Classic winner KC. She looked mint in her trial win. Another horse who everyone's been waiting to see back in action is Windstorm. Our mate, our mate Windstorm. He not uh, Superstorm
1: Crip. Windstorm. Uh, mm.
0: Windstorm. He won Heat nineteen uh, on the on the card. Did that uh, did that with um, ease, really. But there was some other uh, Ceres and White runners, at um, trailers that made a big impact. I've been tracking this horse called Bright Diamond for a while. Hasn't started yet, but I, I really uh, am a fan. Look out for her first up when she steps out. Three-year-old I Am Invincible filly. And it, it, this was very unusual for, for a Peters runner. But this horse, Dunbar, had gate speed, speed. Um, Bucky just couldn't hold it any slower, um, one by 4.8 legs, didn't beat much at all but um, geez, it was impressive, um, does, still does a lot wrong, um, very raw but it's got an engine. So the Cerise and White, they just flex their muscles at the, uh, at the trials on, on Monday and um, just in time for for the, uh, for the return to Belmont. The other horse that, that was probably just about the standout trialer on the day, Smart three-year-old from the Neville Parnham yard called Indian Pacific when its first two starts at Ascot. Bang Was for Saturday, I think. Yeah, I think it was actually. It um it sizzled in his trial win, and he looks like he's in for a good prep. But if you if you missed all the action, jump on to Chris. Check out the uh the big the big session from Monday's Belmont Barrier Trials. There was
1: uh there was a lot to sift through there, and there'll be plenty of pointers moving forward. Yes, that was a fair old uh, session of trials, and uh, it's been a while since we've seen a good um, since the uh, Cerise and White have sent out some of their stronger players, the big army. So looking forward, maybe to back to Belmont, we're going to see some of those uh, pretty exciting types. I forgot uh, to mention, speaking of exciting around. types, yes, and Cerise and
0: White. Showmanship mm. was uh, was was another I missed in my spiel. He uh, he trialed on Monday as well. Okay,
1: yeah. Now there's some um, pretty exciting times. Those are uh, the longer Belmont straight. Certainly suits a few of those as well. I think so. Now it should be uh, should be some pretty good horse flesh uh, heading around as we move to uh, the leaky tin roof at uh, at Belmont Park. But uh, I think that brings us to the end of another uh, podcast. Uh, thank you, Daniel Cripps, for joining us. Just a reminder to everyone uh, to head to cripsracing.com and have a look around and, uh, and sign up as well and get involved. But uh, thanks for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me again, boys. It's
2: uh, always a pleasure and looking forward to getting back on soon. Thanks,
0: Kripper. And don't forget to support the Mundaring Hotel, our sponsor. They've been going through a tough time at the moment with the COVID restrictions. Hopefully, they'll be eased soon and, uh, and as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, opening for 20 members of the public from next week onwards. So just a shout-out to our fantastic sponsors, Terry.
1: Very good. Well, I can hear both of these uh, boys' stomachs rumbling at the moment, and they're both just—both of their faces just scream steak sandwich as soon as possible. So I better wrap this up and get cooking. But uh, good what luck. To... Pineapple. Pineapple, yeah, okay. yeah, that's compulsory. Goes pineapple and pickles today, actually. Goes without saying. Yeah, goes without saying. Pineapples, pineapple and pickles today. So we go on the whole lot. It's my comeback one. So <laughs> I'm a bit nervous actually. I hope they like it. Crossed. Uh, good luck to everyone on the weekend. Um, I think we might have found a few winners at a difficult Ascot track and a track that I'm personally lacking a bit of confidence in at the minute. But um, I think we've deciphered the races and got to the bottom of a few of them pretty well. So let's hope we found a few winners. And um, until next week on the one one.